If you're gonna be here, Nikki, you, I'm, I, I would love for you to call us also, Nikki. If you're gonna, uh, if you if, if you got somewhere to go, it's it's cool. But if you don't, if you don't, hit the thumbs up, Nikki. If you're down, um, because y'all know I'll be when I when I when I get to running my mouth, I'll be I'll be paying attention to the chat room and all that stuff and who's inviting. So, yeah. Well, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for joining. We got Doctor Randy Short up in here. Um, we're going to talk about what was going on up in, uh, in Georgia. We're going to be talking about some music later on. Cause I wanted to originally, originally talk about some music tonight and black culture or to this morning. That was my original topic. Cause I'm just in the music vibration right now, but Dr. Shore said, let's talk about this debate. And, and I've been, I've been out having fun this weekend. I wasn't watching that damn debate. And but I was in a few rooms and I heard y'all talking about it on Twitter Spaces. Nikki had a room earlier uh, where they was talking about it, and now they was putting me up on game. So I went back and watched it, and man, that was some of the funniest shit I done seen in a minute. What's wrong with me? Herschel Walker was coming in. Herschel Walker was yak 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 yak. Who knew such a slow motherfucker could be so quick? And, you know, and so I want to thank Dr. Randy Shore for even telling me about it, man, because that was some good entertainment right there, that debate. And so we're going to break that down. And when Dr. Short talks, I'm going to want whoever's in from Georgia, you're going to get the, um, you know, you will be allowed. Uh, you'll, you'll be allowed to, um, you'll be allowed to come up and speak. I know Dr. Randy Short can't um hold on one second i know dr randy short um uh, he has to go he can't be here the whole time so i want him to speak and i got my two mods in here because i they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna sit there and they're gonna tell you guys who's next and whatever but dr short i don't know what the hell is happening there we go there we go there we go he's just speaking i had moved i needed i don't know what's going on anyway dr short is here um, I want you to talk about, give us an update, set the native foundation, Dr. Shorter, what happened during this debate, talk about it, take as much time as you want. And then when you're done, we go, I, I want specifically people from Georgia first to request to speak. And if you ain't from Georgia, it's cool too. I want to hear, uh, what y'all got to say, what y'all think about this whole debate. Cause that shit was funny. Go ahead, Dr. Short. Um, yes, brothers and sisters. Greeting to Sister Eve and to beloved Sister Nikki. And by the way, Sister Nikki, thank you for protecting me from all the trolls. My God, I do not know you, but I wish I did. Thank you. Thank you, Sister, for protecting me from pork chop feminists and fagginous simps. And I just want to give a wazzy wazzy shout to the warrior sisters and you, Sister Eve, too. Wazzy wazzy to our great sisters. I thank God for you, the wonderful Nikki and the wonderful Eve and, and others. I mean, I just because, you know, we, we have to go hard on the pork chop feminists and people don't know my heart. No, I love me some Wazzy. Wazzy, Wazzy, love you, sisters. Love you, love you. All the good, all the righteous black women, the kind that make a nigga like me not take money and not sell out. Because of my mother, my grandmother, Wazi Wazi, God bless you. This is a wonderful spring-like weather day. 
After the farce yesterday, there was nobody there. You know, I talked about those no good broke back lying niggas and they didn't even show up. And you know what? You know what's queer about it? They were all up at the Washington Monument. They should have been because it's nothing but a big stone penis. And that should have at least brought their asses out. They still didn't come. Oh, my. That's the first time I've ever seen punks run away from something they could stick themselves with. So... (laughs) I just have to get that off my chest when I talk about these sorry Negroes. But anyway, now it's the time to talk about the debate. Oh, my God. It was like a 60-minute debate on Georgia Fox television with a a white dude and a black female. And they had uh, Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. And let me tell you, it was I haven't seen anything like this as good as the winos that used to fight outside my dad's church up on Capitol Hill, except they didn't have switchblades. And it's just so good. And I let me just say to you, because I just want to go right into the comments. Let me tell you something. If you ask Warnock if he's straight, you will not get an answer. He is gifted at not, I mean, that's probably why his wife left his ass. Every time they asked him a question, he never answered a question, not even one time, the whole time he was up there. Now, look, you've been on Capitol Hill for at least a year. Uh, You can lie straight. He couldn't answer one thing quite, well, he did one thing, one or two of the things. He did the healthcare kind of okay but that's about it. He failed at most other stuff. Well, and the baby killing. He got the baby killing, and he kind of did health care okay. Otherwise, he was ducking and deflecting and not answering any questions. And to me, you're supposed to be the front runner. So that's one thing. Now, I want to say about Herschel Walker. I mean, I mean, one of the highlights was when he pulled out the Roy Rogers badge. I hadn't seen that shit since I worked at the Roy Rogers in the 80s. Uh, I don't know where he got it, uh, but anyway, he's, I don't know if he stopped someone or sexually harassed him with it, but you know, sometimes people get fooled by those things. My dad has an actual badge. I've never seen anything as cheap as that, and Herschel Walker has enough money to get himself a real good custom-making fake, but you know, he did it. He got it at the Halloween store. Yes, I'm telling you, from one of those little Asian stores where they have all the bongs and shit, and they sell all the rotten milk, he could have gotten a better one, uh, but the thing I want to say to y'all that, that that I took away from it is that Herschel Walker is being coached by that uh, guy who looks like he loves bathhouses, Carl Rove. Carl Rove got an ex-junkie named George W. Bush and schooled him well enough to overrun Al Gore, who's similar to Warnock, that you got an intelligent person that's got a good education that's doing that, and you put him up against a person who has, you know, as for, for W, maybe he had too many lines of Coke or meth or whatever, or too many beers or whatever, but um, he was able to coach him. So Herschel Walker, who clearly seems like a person that spent the last 50 years on the special bus going to school, He was fast for a person who's probably got less brain cells than the cat that's on my lap here. He was swift and he had some, she had jokes and he stayed on his message to defame. Warnock is basically being a bottom bitch to Biden 
And he kept bringing up stuff that would make anybody mad. Gas, food being too high, and criminals running everywhere, shooting and robbing people. And what I want to say to you about Warnock, Warnock, who's from Georgia, and this is what was blowing my damn mind, because I'm a Southerner. You're not supposed to talk like you're from New York City. Once you get below, say, uh, the Mason-Dixon line, you can't do that in Baltimore. You can't really do it in D.C. You definitely can't do it in South Carolina and Georgia. The people get mad when you sound like you're a northern nigger that's uppity, that's talking over people and correcting people. They don't like that. I'll tell you something about I learned just living in Tennessee. If I see a booger hanging out somebody's nose, don't even hand them a tissue. They don't like any kind of correction. They don't like for you to correct their speech. They don't like for you to correct them. Public. They don't like anything. They have something to say. They want to say it, and they don't want anybody to respond to it. That's how a lot of Southerners are, especially black Southerners. And Warnock came off as a snarky, white boy type style, and it's not going to work. He lost stylistically. And he also lost by not connecting to folks. And the biggest thing I'm going to just tell you, when he said something against guns, I don't think uh, the fact that you have this Mr. Potato Head looking coon up there talking about guns, taking white people's guns away. Is he crazy in Georgia? With black folks probably being the majority, do you really think they don't want their guns? And then you got illegals everywhere. You think they don't want their guns? And then... um he did something really crazy where he misquoted the Bible and made it seem as if, you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God the Father down for baby killing. He may want to be for baby killing to get white liberals, but you can't do that shit in the Bible Belt. People, even folks that were for him will look stupid supporting the person that thinks, you know, you know, all abortions are good. Now, abortion was the third issue. The economy... And crime were the top things. Warnock played heavy, heavy, heavy to abortion. Herschel Walker played heavy to the economy and heavy to crime. And, and, and basically making the current Biden administration responsible for everybody's misery. Not only that, um, whereas Warnock couldn't answer straight questions like, yes or no, do you think Biden should run for another term? Warnock never answered. When they asked Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker made it clear he's for Trump. The whiteies who are supporting Trump know that this dude isn't going to turn his back on a friend. On top of that, Herschel Walker appealed to military people by reminding folks that Biden abandoned all those folks over in Afghanistan. This, it's thousands of people. Uh, Herschel Walker was coached very well, even though he comes across as a person with a learning dysfunction or like he has enough dyslexia to, you know, to, be, <laughs> to be, you know, the lighthouse for the blind. He came across as as a slow person that was doing their best. And uh, Warnock's attitude, his mocking, his dismissiveness towards uh, Herschel Walker, for people downstate Georgia, a lot of folks think that the state of Georgia is the city and the metro area of Atlanta. They're forgetting about people down in Macon and Valdosta and Anarchy and Eastman and Tifton, right? 
and, and Albany and Buckeye and Dublin. I don't know if y'all have been below Atlanta. There's a whole nother world in Georgia. I'm just telling you, I've seen it for myself. My family's from like the broke-ass parts of Georgia. And it's a whole different thing. The way that Herschel Walker came off as a humble boy that made good from the community. A lot of people like when you come humble. You can even be dumb and humble, just be humble. Uh, Warnock came across as arrogant and Northeastern. Stylistically, he's going to be offensive to a lot of people. Whites may find him uppity and blacks will find him northern. And, you know, not he's changed. He turned. He turned on us. On top of that, uh, Warnock did some stuff, whereas they asked Herschel Walker about his mental illness. He took it head on and, and, and dealt with it. When they asked Warnock about uh, uh Ebenezer Church throwing people in the street for, for owing practically chump change. He lied. One thing that will come across in that, if you're watching, is that Warnock is a liar who doesn't like answering questions. And uh, he was he doubled down on all the super liberal stuff like baby killing. He said some good stuff about health care, but um, he wasn't connecting to people. And Herschel Walker, in his diminished mental state, kicked his ass. I mean, you're not, he's not supposed to be able to do this. And for anybody that knows, I'm not trying to pick. People aren't going to like what I'm about to say, and I'm not saying this to hurt nobody. Uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. I'm not saying this to offend anybody, but just you can do your research. These states are notorious for not being at the top of intellectual achievement for in terms of people having degrees and, and academic attainment. Now, outside of maybe some big city areas like Atlanta, to a lesser degree, Birmingham, maybe a little bit of Little Rock, maybe a little bit of Nashville. I mean, you would be amazed at the lack of book learning or exposure in the Bible Belt. And so uh, let me just say this to you, coming up in a fundamentalist uh, Christian family, when Herschel Walker comes off talking about Jesus Christ and the Bible, a whole lot of folk, they probably haven't even read the Bible. But if you just halfway talk about it, halfway say Jesus or something, I mean, they're already ready to ride your jock for saying Jesus, for saying Bible. And Warnock being a preacher, not even other than when he talks about helping people, when the police get shot and killed, praying with people, this that, and the other, uh, he sort of downplayed his religious beliefs or only used those as a cover for his public policy stances. That's got to strike people as disingenuous. And so uh, on top of that, uh, uh, it's known in Georgia and it's highly rumored uh, for people that know that Warnock's, you know, has not used the PPE money properly 
There's allegations that money's been misappropriated from Ebenezer Church by Warnock. I mean, there are strong uh, things from the wife that he divorced about domestic violence and abuse and so forth. Uh, none of that's really thrown at him. And so he didn't really get hit with any hard questions. Uh, and the soft questions that he had, he didn't answer. They threw some hard at uh, Herschel. And some of them, he showed, you know, just uh, he fessed up and kept it moving. It's it's sheer, sheer good entertainment. I have a question, Doctor. Go for it. Uh, were those questions making a Warnock's eyes buck? Are they naturally that big? Warnock doesn't like anybody asking him questions except for if he's single. If you ask me. <laughs> okay, and his eyes bug like that when he was debating the white. He's arrogant. He doesn't like for people to ask him questions. Remember, there's a picture of him with his hands on his hips, like he's turned on seeing Marcel. His eyes bug out. I mean, you know, maybe he does. Look at how he's looking at Marcel, and it looks like he's looking he towards his waist. I mean, <laughs> he looks. Like you right. He looks like he got a set of golf balls in his face with them big ass eyes. Yes, he does. Out. Or uh, he looks like you know one of those little, forgive me, one of those nineteen thirty Sambo toys that white racists would get for their kids. You know, like a Ku Klux Klan tree ornament, Christmas tree ornament. And <laughs> he just it, it, you, like. Because I, I thought I was looking at an extra crispy Mr. Potato Head. He does know? look like a Mr. Potato Head, but the kind you'd get from Boston Market, you know. Just, it's really bad. Look, the man, the man should, you went to Union Theological Seminary. You went to Morehouse. I mean, if you can lie about your sexuality and your belief in Christ all these years, you should be able to get through a debate fairly easily. He didn't do that many debates with the white lady before, and he didn't do well. And that white lady had his ass on the ropes. And the white lady wasn't smart. He's never really run. We would destroy that dude, you and I. I know uh, Eve, Sister Nikki, the average person could crush Warnock. Warnock has had to run against subpar people. You had, you know, you had an ignorant billionaire white bitch. I mean, she, basically her answer to everything is I'm white. You know, can you imagine doing tests in school? Uh, could, could you write an essay about Jesus Christ? He was white. Okay, well, tell us about the Civil War. They was white. <laughs> everything was white. Right? That's basically what's, what's, I mean, he could barely beat her. He was struggling against her. Now you got someone that's even more challenged than the white broad. And he still didn't put his ass to bed. Yeah. That's, I, yeah, I want to... Uh, Come on, bring the questions, because, you know... Yeah, I want to say, uh, Nikki, Eve, if, if everyone that's in here, I want y'all to request... And I want y'all to, especially if you're from Georgia, I really want to hear from you speak about what's going on in your state. Kind of just let us know the temperature of Georgia if you're from down there. But if not, you know, if you're not from there, we want to hear what y'all got to say about this Georgia debate because I thought the shit was just funny. You know, especially looking at Herschel Walker. I was looking at it like, man, I think Herschel Walker holds the record for the longest flat top in black nigga history. 
Like he done had a flat top. He got the same flat top he had when Bell Bill DeVoe was out doing their thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just, you know, that's something that just got me. Well, I'm talking too much. Go ahead. Who, who's speaking, Nikki? Let them ask their questions. It's going to be West Side and then Kid Gravity after West Side. Go ahead. Right. Hey, what's up, y'all? Much respect to y'all. Dr. Short, man, you're doing your thing. Uh, much appreciated. Keep doing what you're doing. And I'll be listening in full support. And uh, much respect to y'all. That's all I want to say. To yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, what's up, Kid Gravity? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. As Jason Black says, this is good. We need this. I need people to understand how important Georgia is. If this is the best that they want to send out, this means that our messaging is working. Honestly, I would rather deal with Herschel Walker for six years and then start growing our own grassroots candidates to take his seat in 2028 than deal with Warnock for, for a total of seven years and he actively dismantles everything that black Georgians are trying to build and hope to build. Except for gay clubs. Except for gay, <laughs> except for the gay clubs and, and the late night trade in Atlanta because that, that's him and Stacey's plan to get rid of the late night trade in Atlanta and Oh really? Oh, yeah. But I but but isn't that hypocritical? Because I heard he likes the midnight trains in Georgia. Easy, easy doc, easy doc. I I that I won't know. But he he was in the pride parade last week, so maybe, maybe. But I'm not gonna do that because it's a recorded space. So I'm gonna say allegedly. But the plan is for him and Abrams is to replace us in Atlanta with the AAPI. And if y'all don't realize that, I did a whole live stream today and I outlined that out. So please, if you're going to go vote, make sure she don't get in. Make sure he doesn't mm -hmm. get in. And then from that's, November that's 9th right. on, get our blast, black grassroots candidates ready for 24 and 28. Because they're actively not for reparations. They've already made that clear by evidence of whatever thread she put up this morning. So we have to get our candidates in there that are going to talk that from day one when they are on TV and ask them, what are you for? And if the first word ain't reparations, we're not voting for it. Can I make a request? I know it's not going to happen, but all of y'all down in Georgia, if y'all really wanted to set this thing on fire, y'all should figure out where Obama's going to go to make his sense. Oh, and y'all should, should, should throw condoms at him. <laughs> he should be showered in condoms everywhere he goes. Niggas should throw condoms at him because that's the only thing he cares about is is deviant sex. We should just throw sh and we should say we're, we're, we're thanking him for all he did for his constituency. We should just shower Obama and Stacey and Warnock with condoms everywhere they go. They should just be showered in condoms. Because that's the only thing condoms. they care about. That's Rainbow correct. I'm, yeah. I, I think for Obama, they're going to send him to Morehouse. Oh, my. Well, they should have condoms. They should hit the car with condoms when he leaves. There should be condoms everywhere Obama goes. There should be condoms. It should be it should be condoms and caboose lube. Yeah. That's right. And, and I hope I hope the, the, the club owners down here do not make Obama theme parties that Friday night. Please don't do that. Because every time something big happens, they have to have some kind of theme party at their club. Don't do that. Well, what would his theme be? Deep Throat? No, they'll say something like reparations. Mm, well, reparations, you mean anal reconstructive surgery? Easy, Doc. Oh, my God, Doc. Hey, 
Hey, hey, kid, gravity man, I appreciate what you do, man. Because yeah, we love you, kid. We we need to do a show together. I promise to behave. Just look, I'm so tired of Doc, Doc and Duan. I got a three year old that's about to go to preschool. This woman has been spending nine years indoctrinating our youth, telling them that voting is restrictive and it doesn't matter. And now she's actively telling these young kids about all this LGBT nonsense. I can't have that. Yeah, man. Well, you know what? Stacey doesn't want you to vote against her getting seconds and thirds. She's very undemocratic. And I mean, just yeah. we, we, we need I mean, to stop either. her. She, they've got, she has to be stopped. She has to be stopped. I mean, Grimace must be stopped. And Warnock, let me tell you something, uh, uh, Kid Gravity. Y'all need to go after the King family. The King family is responsible for this bullshit. They won't. They won't. They need to be forced. Dr. King died fighting for us to get a check. Bernice King's ass needs to give some kind of commitment, which I'll be the two. Otherwise, stop calling yourselves leaders. And we don't care who got shot in your family if you're betraying everything they stood for. I mean, they're yeah. getting reparations as a family. They are. That, that's gonna be they they get here. reparations. They should want it for the rest of us. I'm telling you, somebody needs to do a pull up on the King Center and Ebenezer Church and, and dox those people and start asking them, why are you guys asking us to pay millions of dollars to hear the speeches of people who are for reparations and you're against them? That's going to show people that we're tired when we no longer go for the okie doke, because let's be honest, one half of the King family swings with the racist Republicans and the other half swing with the racist Democrats. We need to break the machine. And I have it on high account. The King I know best, Alveda, they have no concern to do anything for poor people. When my buddy asked Bernice King about homelessness, she said it wasn't part of her agenda. Yeah, if, yeah there's, if, there's if, homeless if, people in front of Ebenezer. I, of course. Monday, I've, I've, shot, I've shot pictures. I, I got kicked off. I got kicked out of the uh, Senate race. I was helping to run the white broad against uh, Warnock uh, because Alveda and them didn't want me down there. Uh, they gave that seat to Warnock. Uh, Stacey Abrams is friends with Bernice. All of these people who, uh, th I don't care what they call themselves, Republican or Democrat, the Black Boulet in Atlanta is working for the purging of Atlanta of its Black people the same way the Boulet has done here in D.C. Um, you have to be, you have to confront Black folks who have brand names. In fact, they're violating their own brands, betraying us. Uh, right, the right, you, they are, because like, the Dr. King's kids... Like Rodney King has done more to galvanize black people than all of Dr. King's kids combined, and that's a goddamn shame. And we have and to they, deal with that stuff. And then, I, but I think I think Stacey Abrams is done. And Dr. Short, this is why I think that this is why I think Stacey Abrams will not win, and her political future for the most part done. I think it's done because the group that she comes from, the OJ's, are retiring. You know, and she looks like the fourth OJ. And so since mm -hmm. the OJ's are retiring, I think she's gonna be done too. Uh, all I can say to you, let me tell you something. You know why Stacey Abrams hates justice? Do y'all know why? Racist? I don't know why. Uh, Kid Gravity, do you know why Stacey Abrams hates justice? 
I might have an idea, but I'm gonna let you share it because I don't want to mess up your words. Stacey Abrams hates justice because it's got scales. <laughs> That's why they want to say it. <laughs> oh my God. Stacey Abrams, see what she's doing. Like when I listen to you guys down there down south talk about the things. That's going on. You know, it reminds me a lot of Karen Bass. Just yesterday, we had the Taste of Soul here in L.A. And Karen Bass showed up. And she got she got up on stage and then got her ass off stage and went right, out, right up on out the door. Did yeah. she bring tacos with her, which is so disrespectful? I bet you she brought enchiladas instead of bringing some ribs. I'm, and my thing is this. We were right there on Crenshaw. She should have went to one of them brothers to get a better lineup on that haircut she got because that face she got ain't working right now. But you know what's worse? I'm trying to think why they haven't sued her. She should have a trademark infringement to have Eddie the Munster's hairline. I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to figure out too because we was right there next to Fade em Up Barbershop on Crenshaw on 43rd. It was over in the 40s hood, and that's the name. It ain't, it's nothing but, it's about 18 good barbershops within a half. Hey, Dwami, Brother Dwami, is it, is it true that you need to take your deed of your house with you to go get a haircut in L.A.? He said you need a deed with your house? Nah, man. But it is, Tariq said he paid about $100 to have somebody come to his house. Oh, that's because he got people coming to his house, and that's it. And that's yeah. pretty cheap. My, my people who make house calls, usually they charge 200 and up. But like, Can now, I ask Tariq, you a question? The thing is, so, that, is Tariq lives like Tariq like lives like way far away in the valley. I, I'm right here in South Central. So when you when you in South Central, you can you can choose a direction. You gonna get cut up real good. But he kind of lives a little further away. You know what? This the thing that got me is why we should know that Karen Bass is an enemy because we know who her leader is. She looks just like him. She looks like Sammy Sosa. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out. Why would anybody want to look like Sammy Sosa? And Wait, she does. Before the bleaching or after? After. Say less. You haven't seen her lately? She looks like Sammy Sosa. They must have the same stylist. Yeah, she does. And, and here's, a, here's, what, here's what I like as far as like the tone of yesterday. Do You have people out there supporting Karen Bass. You had Karen Bass out there. But this time around, people were ignoring the Karen Bass people. Like they had this one corny ass nigga on the megaphone rapping like it's 1987, uh, trying to do a Karen Bass rap. And everybody was walking past him like, if you don't get your corny ass out the way. For the most part, black people were. It seemed to me the tone of yesterday was because what they do here in LA is they like have these big old nigga celebrations. They ain't gonna give us nothing, so we get taste of soul, we get taste of Inglewood, we get these nice music festivals and. And that's the only time of the year you're ever going to see Maxine Waters. It's the only time you're ever going to see Karen Bass. And they like having these big old fun parties. And 10 years ago, you saw when the Democrats came out running their mouth, you saw a pretty big response. You saw everybody kind of cheering and loving again, especially during the Obama administration. It was like a big old uh, lemonade and watermelon nigga family reunion back in the day. But now, it's like when those people speak, you see a different tone. You see a different energy. You know, the one, they have hold, a festival. Hold on, hold on. People, people talk, and what you're seeing is you're seeing a different energy from the people. You're seeing black people progress. You're seeing black people be, uh, you know, not as full as we used to be. 
So I want to, you know, let just report to that from my city, you know, to the rest of you guys. And I want to know if the rest of you guys around the country, if you're seeing something similar to where t- from the uh, progression from 10 years ago, our reaction towards Democrats to now. I want to see. What, I want to know what y'all what y'all saying. Go ahead, Dr. Oh, I was just going to say, y'all have a festival every day. It's called the Taste of Homelessness, and nobody wants to do anything about that. Now, that's the biggest festival. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of homelessness around here, and and this and the thing is, people are there's a lot of local things that people are doing every day. It's a lot of local people, grassroots people here in LA who aren't on Twitter, who aren't around, who's always down there addressing that stuff, and it seems as if all of the black politicians because they don't have the numbers. Uh, we don't have, you know, they they feel because of the numbers thing, they can ignore us. And um, but it's something right, even that right there, that's something that's going that's coming to bite them in the ass because I do predict Karen Bass is going to win, and the reason why I predict that is because she's about to take the momentum of this whole L.A. City Council thing. You know how these liberals act; they want to say, "Hey, I'm not racist. I voted for." Her. So because of the whole thing that went on with the whole. Uh, the, the city council and those Mexicans running their goddamn mouth. All of the Mexicans that are fake white that don't want to seem racist, and all of them white folks are going to vote for Karen Bass so that they don't, they don't feel guilty in response to what's happening. So unfortunately, I think uh, uh, I think that dude's going to get up in the office. But in the meantime, she won't have any of our support. And that just, and what's going on here in the city? The way the city's getting polarized. She's going to be a lame duck mayor within a year. Of her getting in office the same way Biden is a lame duck president. Mm. So, now speaking of that I want folks to remember before we go back to Georgia what most people are ignoring about the situation in LA is that those folks were engaged in a crime to discuss city public policy without a quorum having a public meeting this is being done this is illegal they're planning to hurt the black community there to destroy lives. It's more than just some slurs. I'd rather you. I'd rather you call me a monkey and not credit redline me and 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 do other things to destroy people, which is what those folks were meeting to do. And they do this and they everywhere. Everywhere they go in the country, this is what the Spanish speakers do. Any sellout nigger who talks about people of color is a traitor to us. From here on out, what people need to do is anyone dare use that term, traitor, people of color, they, they should be run out. They shouldn't have any any respect in our community, anyone that dare use that term to us. Hey, Dr. Sir, this is what they did. This is what they did. That's the area. The area that they were fighting over, for those of you who don't know what the, the, the city council was fighting over, it was about redistricting. And the area that they were redistricting was the area I, 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 that's the area my parents still live in. That's the area I was raised in, in the Crenshaw District. And what's happening in L.A., the thing that's pushing gentrification in the Crenshaw District actually is USC. It's two things. It's Tech, Silicon Beach to the west, and USC to the east. And the, the, the last one of the most prosperous areas of, of, of black America is in between the two. So since you're getting the Silicon Valley, the Silicon, the Silicon Valley money is so big, it's pushing the white people out of Venice and Marina del Rey. White folks can't afford to live in Venice and Marina and Culver City anymore because it's mostly Asians working these tech jobs. And these Asians are, 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 are roaming up 
two and three to a to a place so they can afford seven thousand dollars a month in rent for a three bedroom. That's what it is about between seven and nine thousand dollars a month for a three bedroom in that Marina Culver City area area. And so the white folks who like living uh, by themselves, they can't afford that. So they're getting pushed into the black, into the Dare Heights, into View Park. And to the east, USC has been, they bought up the jungles. The jungles, you know, if y'all saw Training Day, that's where the jungles were. The jungles is one of the most notorious parts of L.A., an area where I personally saw three people get shot in by the time I was nine years old. Um, And that area is basically getting bought up by USC. Harvey Levin, the guy who owns TMZ, um, he owned, uh, uh, he, he at, at one point, he owned like over 100 buildings in that area. In about 2014-ish, he sold a lot of those buildings and or, or, or whatever he didn't sell, he leased to USC. So USC is buying up a lot of property from the east. And what they did when they redistrict, when they redistrict everything, the, the, the west side got to keep Marina Del Rey and their tax base for all the Silicon Beach and to the east. USC used to be in our area to where we got our money because the area of View Park, Baldwin Hills, and Dare Heights, that's all unincorporated LA. So they get county money. So they 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 really do depend on a lot of this uh, income. And so in the Crenshaw District, the Crenshaw District, the Western, Normandy, Gage, the last stronghold black people have, it depends on those taxes from USC to bolster the economy. And basically what the Mexicans came in and said was, okay, no, no, no. The, the people who live, the Mexicans who live up near downtown, who don't pass downtown, who USC ain't buying them none of their properties and ain't taking them none of their real estate, they're now going to get that tax revenue from USC and not the black area that USC is actually using to uh, to, 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 to spread itself around L.A. So that's what, they were, that's what they were fighting over, and that's what we're dealing with. So if y'all somewhere down south, don't let these motherfuckers get in y'all city council us, unfortunately, we had no control over it because the people who are on the city council, they're over in the valley, a place that black only black people who live in the valley are the people who move from out of state. And they were over on the east side where black people have never lived. But, you know, that's what they're doing over here, and that's what we're seeing. And we see once Karen, Karen Bass gets in office, she ain't going to do a goddamn thing about it, and she won't even support our brother our barbershops on Crenshaw. So, you know, and, she, and where she lives, she lives about a half a mile from Crenshaw. She, she lives in Baldwin, Vista, man. You know how many nigga barbers it is around there? But no, she going to the same place to get her haircut as Lionel Richie. That's a problem. So uh, yeah. I, go ahead, Dr. Short. I want to hear Dr. got to say, then we're going to get back to the speakers. And I want to say to y'all, they're trying to take down two areas simultaneously. For everybody that's in the DMV, that's the district, Maryland and Virginia, I want y'all to listen up. They're after two key areas on the East Coast. They want to destroy black folks in Atlanta, which means the state of Georgia, and they want to destroy black folks in the state of Maryland. And they're going to probably get Maryland because they're running a mediocre white Republican candidate named Brian Cox, who... It's only been the last two weeks that they even had a black person that was doing black outreach for them. Can you believe that? They, they, they've only hired them in the last two weeks and they're unpaid. And it's a broad that's not even from Maryland. Broad, not even a Republican, not even for anything that they want to be, but they got a black female professional 
who's not even, you know, who came from a little bit of money, who's not even that deep on black folks and is hostile to reparations. This guy's name, I call him Wet Whore, but his name is Wes Moore. He's a Jamaican. He's not a FBA. He's a plant. And I want to tell you, the sorriest, dumbest, weakest, most lying, deceived niggas in the country are the ones in Prince George's County and Washington, D.C., a lot of people need to understand that D.C. black folk have been getting government and local jobs for over 200 years. I repeat, 200 plus years that black folks could get contracted jobs with the federal government. What's my proof? What the hell do you think Benjamin Banneker was? And he was black a government contractor in 1790. So a lot of Negroes here, they had government jobs here after the Civil War and during the Civil War and before the Civil War. There are black people that had government jobs, I repeat, 200 years. And as a result of this employment that at least a certain number of blacks could get, they're comfortable and nothing matters to them. So when you see Westmore win and he's promised to make his priority foreigners and immigrants and undocumented, that is his priority. His campaign priority is gays and illegals. And he's going to get 90% of the black vote. Look, you just can't make certain black folks being totally fucked up in their brains. You can't make it up. He's made no commitments whatsoever. He's going to get 90% of the support. I'm just telling you. He doesn't even talk to him. They had a debate or whatever. He would even go to Morgan State University, the nation, sorry, the state's largest black school. He didn't even bother to go. He's going to get it. And we're going to catch hell in this area. And their plan is to make Prince George's County, the supposedly the richest black county, to make it Latino. It's sanctuary. D.C. is sanctuary. Baltimore sanctuary. And they're all Democrat. They're all liberal. Often, uh, if, if they're not gay, they're gay aligned, which makes me wonder. And, and Stacy, it's always the same over and over. And I'm thinking, do black folks need to be in concentration camps or do they need to be like the Skid Row people in Los Angeles before they open their eyes? How do black people lose whole areas and no fight, no fight, nothing. And no one can tell anybody anything because you know what? Dumbass niggas know everything. And so the people that spend the time to go into debt, to go to college, that don't sell out, well, you're not rich. What can you tell me? So if you're down in Georgia, yeah, I got a better chance 
of holding on to what you have than what we do up here in D.C. I mean, the two key favorite black cities areas on the East Coast are Atlanta and D.C. And they plan to destroy the black areas and replace us with these Spanish speakers and Asians and others with the spear tip of offering a segment of our community um, honorary white status because of uh, sexual deviance. And it's the same play over and over again. Are y'all hearing me? They're doing the same thing in Chicago, too. They've got a gay governor who's supported by the Democratic Party. He's doing everything he can to fire blacks and replace them with Latinos. And you know what? People have to beg black people to open their eyes. You know, um, I'm going to say this and I'm going to land. I've been all over and met black people from all over the world. We're the only people with a number of activists trying to raise consciousness. No other group of people have as many people trying. There is an element of our people that are doomed, that are going to be destroyed because they will not be helped. They won't listen. They won't hear. They won't do anything. So I want to say to you, brace yourselves to see a lot of people die, a lot of people lose their homes, a lot of people to be destroyed, unless they catch religion like in the next couple of weeks. And I'm not optimistic after watching things for decades, because some folks won't get it. And perhaps the loss of life and property that happened in 2008, something as bad or worse will have to happen to get, a, to get some dumbass black people to get off of being stuck on stupid. Sure, I'm landing. I'm landing. Because, you know, uh, I, I, for those of you who watched my YouTube show last week, I talked about economically, and I gave you guys a full 360-degree understanding of where we are economically, what's going on with the Chinese housing market, the real estate market, and what's going on here, and how we're headed for 2008. But I don't want to go off into a tangent. I want to get, I know to kick after you had put your hand up right away after I, I started running my damn mouth. So I want you to talk. And then after Kid Gravity talk, Eve, Nikki, uh, whoever was next after after Kid Gravity, uh, I want them to speak. But go ahead, Kid Gravity. Yeah, I just want to make it fast and then I'll go back to the listener. Um, Dr. Shaw brought up something as well that I covered today. Stacy and all these uh, wannabe politicians are actively telling all of other groups this is what I can do for you, and this is how I'm going to get it. But with us, especially down here in Atlanta, I saw a video. This poll worker went up to a Black man who specifically laid out why he's not voting for Stacey and the reasons why. Do you want to know what his comeback was to that? Uh, well, she's, no, off, no, she's, she's, offering, she's offering <laughs> sports gambling and casinos. What? That's what he said. So, so for those who need context, these casinos and sports gambling areas are going to be put on the west side of Atlanta where they built Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's black folks. You're not putting that in Buford Highway where the Latinos are. You're not putting that over in Gwinnett where, where Kamami's people are. You're not putting that in Riverdale where the Asians are staying. You're going to the west side where black folks are to put these casinos so I, and Dr. Shore was right. They're doing that in Chicago as well. They're putting their casinos downtown. 
that's the formula here because here's the Hollywood Park Casino that was always in Inglewood. The Normandy Casino cool. here in Gardena. There's two two casinos here in Gardena. The, the Hustler and the Normandy. And Gardena used to be all the way black. And then when the Hustler got really got his foothold in Gardena, that that south side of Gardena became basically the Asian side of Gardena. And now with Inglewood Hollywood Park, that was all that that, that neighborhood was black for a long time, and it still is kind of black. But that's right there under under the Ram, the new Ram Stadium, and they, you're right. The the um the casino. I'm, now that you said that, uh, the casinos that are here within the city of L.A. Well, not no are officially in the city. They're in outside cities, but still within the pocket because L.A. surrounds these Inglewood and Gardena on all four sides, basically. So that it's crazy you say that because that's what they're doing over here too. Hey, bro. brother, brother Duan, they knocked me out. I was going to mention. They're planning to bring Mercedes and some other manufacturers to the Memphis area, and they're going to start driving black folks out of Memphis and in places in Tennessee, moving eventually towards Georgia. They plan to displace us from all of these areas, and they're using the same formula. You've got a, a very strange Jewish congressman who hates black people's guts in Memphis named Cohen. The only thing he's done is talked about recyclable straws and he's an advocate for, uh, to prevent violence against dogs and the black folks, uh, whenever they just won't get themselves together. I want to remind people, judge Joe Brown is supposed to run for mayor of Memphis, but they're, they're doing everything. This is happening everywhere, all at one time. And it could be, I believe this is why they won't do anything about the water in Jackson. Everywhere that there's a black area to create mass destruction, to force people out. We're going to have to fight to hold on to something. And part of that fighting starts by dealing with traitor scum. If I can't do anything with my life, I would simply like for us to recognize that every people have enemies and every people have internal enemies. And our internal enemies are the most dangerous ones. And we will be in a better position for reparations and everything else when we chump and punk the low-hanging fruit of our struggle, which are the... These, these traders, and I want to just say this, I have to do a commercial break here. Brother Dewan and I work very hard to wake up the people. We absolutely need your support. His channel, Dewan B, has 14,200 subscribers. He should have had 20,000 a long time ago. Take a moment to subscribe to Dewan B's channel, share it with other people. Dewan B has ended up being my backbone. When people take me off of platforms, the only person that's given me a sanctuary has been Brother Dewan B. Uh, I am so glad I met him. And in fact, I don't know his cash app by heart, but brother, you need it. You need it for all the materials, the music and everything else that this man is talking about, the politics of music, the economy of music. You won't find a better mind, 
a person who's rooted in his community. He's straight and he loves his wife and they get along. I mean, he is a role model. I would change a thing or two because I don't smoke and I don't do cards, but he's a good, good, good brother to work with. And the synergy between us is genuine. He's a good man. Everybody should be following Dewan B. Everybody. And likewise to you, Dr. Sherman, man, I appreciate you for always being there and being straightforward, you know what I mean, telling us what it is because I learn. Every time I bring you on, man, you always and I love to learn. I, I love learning. I love laughing too. Shit, I got. Yeah, we, we, it's we, 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 it's really sad what we're facing. That's why we try to make it humorous. And I also want to say to people, it costs to tell the truth. I was talking to my mother today, and they bother her phone because I live here. I can't get certain things because you know, folk know who you are. I'm not going to stop doing it. And I've, I have no intentions. I've come too far to stop now as they sing in the gospel songs. So, but I want to remind you, and I want to thank everyone that helps and has helped me, Sister Eve and others. I have, even if you try to find my YouTube channel, I got 20 complaints this week. They're trying to prevent my new channel, which is uh, <laughs> DRS1C Buster. You can't find it. That's all right. I'm not, I'm, we're going to keep doing it, one. But uh, bless us because we're going to go back to doing these spaces. I thank Sister Eve and Sister Jade, Lioness Queen, Lioness Crown, and all the other Wazis who've helped me. Absolutely, I want to bring to your attention, and I put it up everywhere, not because I'm greedy, but it takes capital to fight. My cash app is Dr. Randy Short. D-R-R-A-N-D-Y-S-H-O-R-T. D-R-R-A-N-D-Y-S-H-O-R-T. And I absolutely appreciate your support in particular, as I accumulate my research library and other things that we plan to do, I, Brother uh, Dewan and I both got a book on jazz by Gerald Horn. I just got mine, Brother Dewan. I think I let you know I got mine. And, I got mine. And to have the books and to give you information, sometimes we have to buy. So, uh, and I have my Angry Black Men's Book Club. Pardon me as I work through recovering from having open heart surgery. I hate to talk about it so much because I want to do more. When people bless me, I've been buying books, hard to get books, to share information on slavery, colonialism, you name it, feminism. That's So I don't just talk it. I can give you a source. Now, Brother Dewan, you're my witness. If you ask me something, I always give you a source. I never tell you about what I feel. I mean, feelings and emotions are like assholes and orifices. We all have them. There's nothing like having hardcore facts, information, and data. So when you bless me, I promise. I'm not trying to go to Mallorca with my white woman. I'm trying to have a state-of-art guerrilla activist library for my shows, for information, when Brother Tariq calls me, when Ray Fontroy calls me, when Peter Bailey calls me, when Dick Gregory used to call me for stuff, I would know about the literature. So when you send me a donation, it doesn't have to be big, 
but I have thousands of followers. This is, man, if each of them, and by the way, I tried to have Patreon. They won't let me be in Patreon. They blocked me in GoFundMe. They blocked me in change.org. And I don't care. Uh, but you don't block me. So if you can, if it's a buck, if it's three bucks, if it's five, do it because get ready. We already have the lineup to talk about everything from guns to health care to self-determination. I'm talking to these brothers down in Georgia. Everybody in Georgia, please stay in touch with me. Uh, I have some people. We need to talk about setting up constituent. Uh, how can we say this? this, this is a, it's like a, a national minority constituency. It's like a Congress. We need a Congress for Georgia. We need a Congress of black people in D.C. and in Maryland. And we need to start moving towards having a government, a political economy, an educational system of our own. The Jews have shown us it can be done. And we're the real Jews any damn way, whether Kanye just discovered it or not. And some of us are original recipe, which means we're descendant of the biblical Hebrews. And some of us are extra crispy. I'm both. I'm original recipe and I got some Kazar. That's probably why I'm so damn tricky. Uh, so support Dewan B. Support Dewan B. Support Dr. Randy Short. Support Sister Eve. Remember people like uh, Baby, Micah, Logan. There's so many causes so many things that we need to do. We, you are our strength. You are our source. The reason that Stacy and Raphael and Wes and Larry Dykefoot and all the others, they're funded by our enemies. If we don't fund the people who speak up and fight for us, we're damned. I need to say this to you that Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, and in fact, um, William Lloyd Garrison, the white abolitionist that everybody praises so much, William Lloyd Garrison was funded almost 100% by black people. That's 190 years ago. John Brown was funded by Marianne Pleasant, a black woman. A black woman who funded a lot of people. We, we have to invest in, and it's not, it doesn't cost very much. Uh, people have no idea. Look, uh, Brother Dewan wants me to come to L.A. Brother Dewan's come here. We have different places we need to go sometimes. Um, we need your help. And Dr. Short, I'm glad you said that. Um, yeah, support Dr. Short. And I want to reset the room, and I want to get to the people that are speaking. Sure, I'm, I'm done. Um, we did our commercial. We did our commercial. Yeah. We're sorry. Well, y'all take it from white people. Black people need commercials, too. We need it. We need it. Please, 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 uh, please listen, listen to Dr. Short was saying because it does take money. And everything that we've ever seen, Dr. Short, I mean, with Dr. King, Dr. Uh, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, they all were funded by black people. It wasn't just they weren't, you know, so that, that's something that we've always done. But I want to reset the room because I want to get to, I know that I've had the two speakers down there with their, their, their hands have been up for a very long time. And I want to get to them. Um, so I want to just you know say that us is we we on we on the right way we on we're moving in the right direction, and uh, yeah we appreciate y'all for real for real. 
and because of what's going on right now in this country, you know what I mean? The way we, I, I want to say I appreciate Eve, I appreciate Nikki, I appreciate Black Alpha down there, Michael Wharton, uh, Major, Nicey Girl, everybody that's down there, Quan, everybody, because I, y'all know me, I treat this shit like basketball, man. The only way Michael Jordan could be Michael Jordan is with a healthy Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, B.J. Armstrong, and the last player off the bench that made him get better in practice. So it takes everybody to make the whole be the whole, and we got to see it that way. Um, but whoever was next, I think it was different. But E, Nick, um, Nick, Nick. Oh. yeah, um, you can go ahead. Different, go ahead. Oh, all right, cool. Um, the reason why I kind of got on here was to ask was I wanted to try to get funding to make a new hospital in East St. Louis, but I don't know how to go at it. Do anybody have advice on how to do that? And well, my advice when it comes to making funding is when what I, what I, what I notice is this, when it comes to building things, you got to be willing to put a show what show what you've done so far. Uh, I know we comes to funding, you already, already want to show proof of concept. You already want to show how far you've gone to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's getting getting funding uh, without any 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 groundwork already getting done. It's just you know we as black people we're the same as everybody else when it comes to that. We want to make sure our money's secure. Okay. So you know, Louis. Yeah, setting yeah, setting up, you know, say how far you've gone, what's your partnership like, yeah. you know, what 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 it's looking like as far as uh, what you need to get done, if you if you pay or uh, if if you already have any skin in the game, what that's looking like, and then really just drum up the interest locally first, get it really 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 cracking locally, and understand locally, you know, because those are the people who are gonna need it the most. So once you I think the people out there want it, but it's just the funding. Uh, it's just financially wise out there, it's crazy. Plus, like now, nah, plus like well, not only that, it used to be a hospital out there, but it closed down. But I have, they really I have do a need suggestion. one for downtown. Like I have really a suggestion. I do. I have a very simple suggestion. Number one. um, I had a conversation with someone that's friends with one of the people running for governor. Because this is where politics plays in. Thus far, the neither candidate, neither, neither candidate has visited. Well, it's, everything's crooked. Yeah, it's but crooked. East St. Louis You're, is known for it. They're like known to have crooked-ass governors. No, well, no, the governor doesn't run the city. You mean mayors. That's the white yeah. folks that own the hill, the Italians, and then you got those out of Chicago, Springfield, and surrounding areas, young bro. I want you to um, DM me. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got to get okay. together. We got to network. And um, Dr. Short, I'm going to call you again because we're going to do some major portion in a minute. It's I didn't know that. I'll yield back to you. Right. right. No, brother. I didn't the, know the, that, though. No, the like sister. The it, it's real simple. Y'all have an opportunity to flip stuff. If nothing else, make a case. And so always try local. If you're trying to accomplish something that's going to require capital funds like brother Dewan told you you got to have some people behind you but y'all got an opportunity y'all have an opportunity to at least make your needs known you've got two three weeks to force an issue and this is what other people do with politics instead of just voting democrat uh that little fat sissy up in springfield pritzker He's counting on you to either stay home or vote for him and be dispossessed. You got a white boy who's a redneck from down Southern Illinois, you know, Alton and all that kind of stuff, Cairo. 
Um, yeah, can make and rest something if you want to. You got to take it, you know. And so my thought is that sister said direct messenger. I hope you're going to listen to her because we often, if you deal with black folks, brother, one of the most interesting things is people reach out and they don't follow up or follow through. So this sister asked you to contact her. I hope you do it. And then number two, uh, there are other people who may think like you do that you don't know. My advice is from here on out, if anybody reaches out, if they seem halfway legit, talk to them because nobody's an island. Number two, this is an election year. East St. Louis could determine who's governor. East St. Louis could determine who's senator. The reason that they destroyed East St. Louis is because it's the first time in the state of Illinois that black people were determining things that would impact the destiny of the state of Illinois. That's why the area got destroyed. I didn't know that. I thought that, yeah, because I thought the reason why they did that stuff with the uh, riot and everything was because it was like it wasn't, black it people wasn't, moving in. It wasn't a riot. It was a genocide. You don't yeah. call a riot where the National Guard hunts down black women and children. That's not a riot, sir. It's not a riot when you cordon off an entire black community and set it on fire. That's not a riot. The State Party of Illinois and the National Democratic Party of the United States conspired to destroy blacks in East St. Louis. This was a government hit. If you guys knew how to argue reparations, a hospital could be part of your package. Uh, I helped coordinate the centennial anniversary of the mass murder of blacks in East St. Louis. And it's interesting. We were there and I don't know where the people went. Some people from East St. Louis came over on the bridge. The city comes together, St. Louis to East St. Louis. There should have been 20,000 people. I think there was like a thousand. Was it the East Bridge, Dr. Short? Yes, it's an East Street Bridge. Now, we were there. I mean, I flew from D.C. Um, people need to get... How do you not know and you live there? I don't live there and I know. Are you in touch with what's going on where you live? Do you know the activists and the people trying? Or do you feel badly about what you see, which is good? You've got concern, but you're not connected. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not. Um, okay, I'm so you hikes, Illinois. My family, my mom's side of my dad's side, say that I used to stay in Washington Park when I was younger, but I moved it's, out. It's, there's, there's nothing wrong with going somewhere else, but we should know who's in charge, what's going on, and have an idea of how to work and to organize. If we don't have that. We're in trouble. These illegals come over here, can't even speak the language, and they have stuff figured out in a week or two. It is not that we can't do. It is that we aren't doing. And I, I always say this, and I'll stop. There are all kinds of people who want to do stuff with East St. Louis. There's money set aside for block grants and things for East St. Louis. It may not reach the people, but it comes in. The people are going to have to, and, and I'm pretty certain that East St. Louis is dominated by Democrats, black, yeah. and everybody votes for the same old people that do the same old yep. shit. 
Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah. when, 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 and I'm not, I do not like one party or the other. But at this point, our addiction to the Democratic Party do nothing, folks. It seems at some point we try something different to keep doing the same thing is insane. And so I, I, the sister that spoke to you, I introduced her to a person. You need to follow up with that lady that reached out to you. My God sister is a master grant writer. She's, y'all need to pay her. She's the kind of person that knows how to write grants where you can get 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars. She's real good. The problem is is folks don't want to pay. Folks expect, and I'll tell you something about grassroots black people, a lot of them are cheap, stingy, they take for granted. They can have a person with all these degrees doing stuff for them free, and they have an attitude. And yet they pay whites and Arabs and Jews to gyp them. Um, so all kinds of things could happen in the greater St. Louis area. Uh, our people have some moral ethical challenges. There's no concept of absolute right or wrong, true or false. Everybody's a God. There are a trillion different religions and definitions of who and what we are. And you got to say it. When you talk to folks, I've got to say Friedman. I have to say ADOS. I have to say FBA. I have to say B1. And then I leave some mores and people are yelling at me. Come on. Y'all know who the hell I'm talking about. If we don't have a lot of chaos in our heads and can come together there are plenty. Black Americans are the most educated people of our kind in the world. When you think about it, there are more Black Americans with degrees than there are Germans in Germany with degrees, or French in France with degrees. That may sound strange to you. We're well-educated as a people. Not all of us, but there are enough of us. There are millions of Black folks who are trained, millions and millions and millions. It hasn't been harnessed, in part because we often, we judge the world based on our opinion or our feelings versus what facts are. This is a big problem I have with talking to a lot of our people. Everything is how I feel instead of what actually is. That's so that's, that's it. It's, it's, it's very, it's too much very feeling. important. Too much feeling, not enough research or facts. Uh, so if uh, I would just start by researching the East St. Louis race riot, you need to know what happened. There are lots of books. In fact, the foremost experts Me, on the East St. Louis. spoke about this before. Um, I spoke to actually people who was like, their family were like when they was little. They said their fathers and them was like, 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 like they were shooting at the white folks and stuff. Like, so I heard some stories of people who you heard, but what research? Reading, my friend, not I what, but I, but a little bit, yeah. a I, little I wanna, bit. I'm not sure. I want, I want to bring everything back because I don't want to get too far. Off the go, go, go back. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, we'll. I want to get the next person. They can but, catch us think, later. Yeah, right. Yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, can direct. And I want to make sure that whenever we're talking as as people. This one thing I want us to get to get in in and in, in used to is black folks, and this something I have, I had to learn. I'm, I'm I'm not speaking as some expert. I'm speaking as somebody who had to learn this. Whatever ideas we have, we have to bring the majority of life to that idea first, 
before we come asking any, before we look to other people. What the, the trap that we get caught into often as a people is, you know, we, we're waiting on others that we're, we, we have these ideas and we, we make good ideas too. And most of my ideas that will work, but we're waiting on others and to, to, to start as a group thing. That's never how it's going to start. You got to get out and you got to prove it. You got to show proof of concept. And this is how white folks, this is how any, any, anyone who's serious, because I deal with investors and stuff, anyone who's serious about investing, anyone who's serious about putting their money behind something, they're only going to take something serious when you've done the majority of the legwork. legwork. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you have left is to say, okay, your money is going to get me from point, mm-hmm. from point X to point Z. But you had to gotten from point A to X on your own. So, so like we, we got to make sure that we do that, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, this isn't just this, this isn't this isn't just for you. This this is in general for everybody. In general, um, we have you you want to you got to make sure that you do all of the legwork yourself, and then when it comes down to the money, and as you do that legwork, what's going to happen is you're going to on that journey of doing the legwork, you're going to meet more and more people with similar mindsets and complementary skill sets. So as how do I that start network, though? That's then, what then, I was. The sister said, "DM her." Start. You, yeah, you just gotta start. You, you just gotta. You, she whatever, said, "GM whatever her." Have, whatever, skills, okay. whatever, whatever you have, whatever skill set you have to bring that fruition to Don't fruition, me. you gotta put a hundred percent of your effort into that. And then you, along that journey, you're going to meet other people with complementary skill sets who are going to get you further along. And that's really how it goes. But I want to get to Miriam because I want to keep the conversation moving. I, wanna, I don't want to get too far away from the what, what the, the original title of the room. So we're gonna hey, get to Miriam. No problem, brother. We're gonna get to Miriam, and then uh, Dr. Sure, you can respond uh, to what to what she has to say. Go go ahead, Miriam. Thank you so much, Duane B. Um, I bow to you gracefully, Dr. Short. Hi, Eve. Hi, Nikki, and all the other Asawato warrior sisters out here, and our strong black brothers. Just to greet, just to be big up the vibe. Um. Back to the topic in which you would, uh, had to say, and I and I must also comment what Dr. Short was saying and the young brother was saying, because I am an East St. Louis, and, and it all encompassed um, dealing with um, the politics and things of that nature, all the way to their hidden agendas and how they're pushing and grooving and moving, because um, as Brother Jason Black said, when the crane go up, uh, you better realize what's getting ready to happen in your um, town or your um, city. And um, they did get like something like 86 to $96 million already, Dr. Short, for East St. Louis to do the sewer system over, to do condominiums downtown. And I'm like, who the hell going to live there? Um, and then um, they also sold off to this rich philanthropist, Jones Park, which is the um, now the Kennedy um, Memorial Hall Park. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was like, well, this this is interesting because I know when they start this and this is something that I helped this mayor to the uh, foot to the fire because he actually had a meeting and told us everything. He even had the people um, um, zoom in to meet a, a, mm-hmm. the people on the Zoom calls and stuff like that because he said he wanted to be transparent. But that transparency works two ways. And I'll tell you, there's one that is in plain sight and it's the ones that's in their inner circle when they talk about transparency um, because no politic and no government going to truly be 
transparent unless you really know that they are from the grassroots and they're they are surrounded by such people of the grassroots. Um, he went on to say, um, well, he sold the, uh, I heard they sold not just the waterfront, because, you know, that was the other um, millionaire, multimillionaire who um, built one of the tallest water fountains in the um, United States and probably the world. We are known for that. That's on the waterfront down mm-hmm. there. Um, but no, it's the Jones, what used to be the Jones Park and the Black uh, Memorial. Um, it's, it's, it's called Kenneth Hall Memorial Park, which was also the name of the hospital which they allowed to close down that used to be the old St. Mary's because it used to be a Christian welfare also in East St. Louis. And um, St. Mary's is where um, that white nurse killed all those black babies and um, they stopped delivering babies there before that. But it's it's just a lot of history and stuff when you're dealing with East St. Louis and the noise. But anyway, he bought um, just about all of that area. And it's a beautiful gazebo. It's a beautiful step-down water fountain. It's a beautiful lake and all that that encompasses the small Parker Jones Park. And it was a very racist park. And it had this little section. It still got the little section um, reminisce of some of the um, benches where black people used to sit doing baseball games and white people sat on the more concrete, more area. But, but yeah, leading back into the politics, this Krishna and um, these others, I can never relate. And I know they can never relate to me, a billionaire, because they have lofty ideals. They are usually morally um, um, corrupt and they don't have loyalty to nothing and no one. And you're pandering to their ego and whatever fancy that they feel that they have to put their um, little steam behind, but definitely throw a lot of money at it. We as foundational Black Americans in this country know that um, that is something that the rich um, one percenters are just those in that club bid multi-millionaire but mainly the billionaires club that really runs and controls everything excuse me I had to take a sip of water thank you um him and his billionaire background and family that he comes from um like you said um I don't know if he's married or not I just never really liked the guy enough to um, research him but I know someone black who's supposed to be related to him and she found out because she was taking care of her 106 year old grandmother who happened to spill the beans and I told her to tread real carefully and move carefully because she wanted to get monies uh, included in the will because certain things supposed to be left to all the descendants of this line that she's supposed to belong to that ties into this man I told her to move very carefully on that. Um, But as far as the surrounding areas, dealing with the Asians and dealing with the Hispanics and the Latinas, whatever they want to call themselves, Chicanos, I don't, you know. um, They are really crafty people. But like Dr. Short said, they come in, barely can speak English, but they come here with a profound unity. Not saying that there's not infighting, but they show a united front. They would never fight each other in front of who they would conceive to be their enemy 
are another culture or people. And that's something we as a people need to get the hell away from. Um, they make their plan. Like he said, it could be several to eight of them up to 20 in one household. This is both true for Mexicans as well as or Hispanics as well as Asians or Asiatic people. They pool their resources. They pool their money. They send so many of them um, off the colleges while in all in our school bringing down our black children grade point average because they can barely speak the damn language and they take the tests and they bring down the overall test scores they don't tell you about that about inner city schools as well and um they get all this free funding and grants pushed to them because we um as a people tend not to research as dr short was saying our areas and knowing who are in power and what money's behind the so-called people in power because most times they are puppets um those people who are in powers and then know what is set aside know the uh state and federal levels of grants and other monies and and things that is set aside for your city and your state and your county in your county <clears throat> and um thirdly i would like to also bring up dr short that they um my fiance was at the barbershop literally the other day and um he was surrounded by some um maybe they had 10 years on him so i'm say older um brothers who actually attended lincoln senior high which was the first and only black school in east st louis illinois because east st louis senior high or what we call east side high was an all-white school Miriam. and um hmm? hi i'm sorry did you get the um did you get the dm from the brother who was talking about this um let me pull this down and let me see yeah i think when you have the private account it kind of blocks the dms if y'all aren't following each other so okay i'm following him and i was actually um gonna ask you to make sure eve that you were following me because i was waiting back for some information that day unless i misread the conversation where we all were having and i want to I want I want to I want to keep the room the, the room moving because I want to get more people up here to speak. So if you could just uh, get to your point, sure. and then so I want to get to the next person. Thanks. Sure. As I was saying, Doctor Short, they wanted to um tie that um, tear down Lincoln um, High School, and I think it's either within this year or is one year shy of being a historical um, landmark. So I know we have to write that in, and you're right. We have to um write the um stuff that is necessary, the paperwork and the points necessary um, to present in reparations and I'll yield um, the floor to you. Thank you. And Miriam, I'm sorry. I I am following you now. You should be able to hit me in the back channel. And I think Dr. Okay. Short gave us numbers so we should be able to talk off of here. Um, I did not receive yours. Um <clears throat> In particular, uh, I will hit you after the space for sure. That'll work. Sure, Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. That'll work. That'll work. If anybody else, I'm gonna reset in the room. We're talking about the Georgia debate. We're talking about what's what was going on about uh, Dr. Short later down talking about how you know Herschel Walker, the only nigga on earth that had a flat top for 35 plus years. It looks like he won this debate. 
and he beat Senator Warnock, who looked like a deer with uh, caught in the headlights, I mean, literally, with, with the way his eyes was bucking. So I want to keep it going. I want to get. Oh my goodness! What, what, if Ruben comes up here and roasts yeah. either one of them, I will die. I, I've been dying I gotta since have... last night's broadcast. Did you hear TBA's broadcast? On... No, I did. I did not hear TBA's broadcast because I was playing the. Can I post before. it in the jumbotron, Dwan? Yes, please, please, because I usually right now Sunday morning I usually drink my coffee, smoke my weed, listen to listen to TBA, and I, and uh, before I get to Ruben and Dr. Short had said it earlier, look. I appreciate y'all, but no, I am not your leader. I don't want to be like that. I, like you said, I smoke a lot of weed. Uh, I, I, I'm a fat dude. I read, I read cards. I'm in all kind of shit like that, and 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 I go on mushroom trips. So I am not the leader for anybody. But if you want some good information, please follow my YouTube channel because I get information and I dissect it to you. And then when I'm done dissecting information to you, I might go on a mushroom trip that night and be done. So. Just being all the way honest, I ain't trying to be some old, yeah, I love my wife, but I ain't trying to be some old clean, I don't smoke, I don't drink ass nigga. That is not the truth. If you see me out, I will probably be very high. Um, I'm, you know, I'm three blunts into the day. I probably got about six more to go before we done with it, especially since I'm doing incense and ashtrays tonight. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, 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 I'm a real dude like that. But Ruben is also a real dude. This is a cat that I've been knowing for a long time. Man, I'm so proud to see the way Ruben is moving up in the entertainment industry out here in L.A., but he's one of those black first brothers that, man, I can't wait to. I, Ruben, I'm going to say this in front of everybody. I cannot wait until you kick Lee Daniels out the paint. I can't wait until you kick Kenya Burris out the paint because you got more talent than them cats, and you next, my nigga. So, yeah, with that, go ahead. What you got to say, brother? Hey, I really appreciate those kind words, brother. I promise you. I, I really take that to heart, and I really appreciate that. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's funny though, because I was actually just watching the debate and happened to get on Twitter and saw that this was on. So um, I just saw the beginning with the, they was debating abortion. And surprisingly, I got to say, I got to give it to Herschel Walker. He was actually competent. Like, you know, the media likes to play him like he just like a mush mouth dumb nigga, which, you know, he does come off. But he was actually competent. Like he answered the questions directly, whereas Warnock was doing that, that Democrat double speak where you just do these long ass answers but you don't answer the question and it's like you kind of circle around the question and so based on what i saw i gotta watch the rest of it but based on what i saw like herschel walker was just directly answering the question like do you support abortion and he was like no i'm against it i'm pro-life whereas warnock was like yeah so it's between a woman in the room with her doctor i'm like nigga do you support it yes or no like it's a simple yes or no question so yeah, i have to say warnock uh he was just he was just as much mouth as Herschel Walker was, if you ask me. This is what I was saying. This is exactly what I was saying, brother. That's exactly what I was saying. You would think that a Herschel Walker, who has enough CTE to be an NFL team, was able to go up against the person who is in the governing legislative body of the United States is a disgrace to uh, Warnock. I mean, he's a total embarrassment, aside from looking like uh, Mr. Potato Head on crystal meth. <laughs> when TBA said, he, TBA pointed out this, this was so crazy. Um, Warnock says that the choice for killing babies is between the mom and the pastor and the doctor. And there was no father in sight. And I just... 
Whenever because the pastor is. is the father. I thought about that too, Dr. Short. I knew you were going there. And when they asked him about the abortions, he tried to act like, you know, somebody in somebody's projects might be somebody that he might have helped out at some point in his life. Oh, also quick. Um, I kept watching the whole thing. I'm like, why does nigga Warnock look like J.B. Smooth? Like, <laughs> he looked just like the comedian J.B. Smooth. I kept thinking that the whole time. He does look it. like JB Smooth. <laughs> my, my other question is why are his clothes so tight? That yeah. part. They said he looked like a grub worm. I was I was I was very dead yesterday. Yeah, he did. It was it, it was real bad. And and, you know? and he looks something's wrong with him. And the thing is, do you really think that the the white supremacists are going to give up their guns? They would rather vote for a Negro with Down syndrome that's going to let them have the AR-15s than this um, Biden sexual uh, liar preacher. I mean, come on. And Dr. Shore, I want to I I expound. You, I, that, what you just said maybe bring back a point that you made about an hour ago that I want to go back to and expound upon. You made a point about uh, Herschel Walker being very well trained by Carl Rove. And right. Carl Rove is someone who's trained, he's trained the lineage of idiots. And, uh, and Herschel Walker is not the dumbest of the idiots that he's trained. That's but correct. I thought, about, I thought about something that you said when you said that. You know what that is? That really is a dog whistle. It's a code to the white supremacists that, hey, I know this isn't this nigga speaking. I know, that, I know those words. Those words sound familiar. So for him to be on script the way he is. And there was a part in the debate where uh, where, where Herschel Walker used that old talking point. You said Black Lives Matter. Well, what, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, shit, he about to tie that into abortion. Hold on one second. I got somebody on a moped. Going, my, my neighbor got a moped. That's, uh, that's really Stacey Abrams farting right there. But that, but that's uh, that's what I thought it was. But anyway. Oh, I thought that was Stacey Abrams' um, uh, sm- smoothie maker. <laughs> But like, I, I want to say this part. You know she doesn't smoothies. Stop the cat. Yes, she does. Well, I mean, I want to see Stacey Abrams get up to the point like Respiro and Norbert and say, "You do it." You know, that's what she looked like. But, but anyway, back to what I'm saying. Um, I'm sorry that you gonna, do it was a little too good. Can you? Just do she it does, and, and, and <laughs> she does. She does look like Respiro, except does, you know I'm what? Gonna I'm going to tell you something. Um, I'm sorry. You know who her bottom is? Warnock is her bottom. <laughs> but I want to finish this one point. I want to get right back to you, Dr. Short. Then we have some people, the people comment. I see y'all hands going to get to y'all. But and make sure you keep your comments brief because we could be, but I do want to get to what y'all got to say. So I'm Deanna right now. If you're going to be more than, if you're going to tell a story, I'm going to probably have to cut that story off. So, but I do want to hear what you guys got to say. Anyway. Well, thing that got me when it came down to it, when you talk about Carl Rove, in the mind of the white supremacists, they're saying, okay, if we can train this idiot with CTA to speak and respond that way, that means whatever he does for the next six years is going to be exactly what the hell we want. So they are totally comfortable with him being in office. Let me tell you why. Because Republicans already had Reagan. They've already had a dead corpse in office. You know what I mean? They see the liberals got their dead corpse off in office right now, uh, Joe Biden. So these people don't mind a dead corpse being in office. As long as that dead corpse votes the agenda that they want, and Herschel Walker showed last night with his responses, with what he said, that he will do whatever they say they want him to do, and that's all that matters. I'm going to let you speak down the short, then we're going to get back to the commentary. And you know what? And Warnock 
he's about the same. He lets people know that he's for illegals, gays, and for the disposition of black people. And he uses all of the stock talking points. He did the same thing in the debate I watched two years ago. Warnock acts like uh, a pretty girl who everybody wants that nobody should ask for anything because they'd be lucky enough to like dance with her. He is so prissy and spoiled. He can't even act the part of a debate. And uh, by the way, Herschel Walker, no matter how goofy he was, he knew how to pluck him and make Warnock act stupid. He did it over and over and over again, because anybody with any sense can tell when you're dealing with the prima donna, metrosexual, insecure person that they can't handle having to be accountable even for a second. You could literally ask Herschel Walker, uh, was he like suicidal and crazy? And he he basically said, yeah, it's true, but not anymore. Warnock could never take any accountability for anything. He can't be accountable for trying to kill his wife. He can't be accountable for having a double life. He can't be accountable for trying to steal money from Ebenezer Church, allegedly. He can't be accountable for the PPE money. And I was around Ebenezer Church and they're not doing nothing to help nobody with COVID. He's completely unaccountable to everybody except for his white handlers and whoever hand he was holding walking the pride parade last week. That was the difference between the Republican puppet and the Democratic puppet was that one came across as a little more human, which is what the Republicans always do. They did it with W. Bush, who basically was a junkie and a drunkard that became president. Ronald Reagan was an actor who supposedly swung both ways like Tarzan, they always get these very flawed people that they can train like a circus monkey to do exactly what's necessary to reach a dumbed-down public. And the Democrats tend to send in people who are full of themselves, who can't connect. That's Mondale, that's Jimmy Carter. <laughs> it's one after the other people who, uh, Hubert Humphrey, they keep producing people who might actually be smart, but they're stiff. You know what I'm saying? It's like comparing a real dick to a strap-on. No one, even if the, if the real thing is small, they'll take that over a strap-on any day. Nobody wants fake. Nobody. Nobody. The people in Hollywood are a little bit different. Um, <laughs> but not as far as regular folks, you're right, you got a good point, but I don't know who's next, uh, Eve, Nikki, whoever's next. I want to hear what y'all got to say. Is it Sis Charles or was it Jakari Kelly? Jakari had their hand up first. Sir Charles never put his hand up. Okay. Okay, sorry. So my question is, I've been in a couple uh, sessions this morning in and out of the day, and I keep hearing this debate over pro-choice, pro-life, um, pro-abortion, but I wonder if any anybody in this chat actually knows the statistics and what's really going on with these women that are unable to get these abortions. I'm actually a pro-choice person because I've been in the medical field for 22 years, and I know for 100% of fact what's happening to these women that are unable to get these abortions. Like, I live in the state of Utah, I had a female 
get pregnant because they stopped abortion for that short amount of time, um, she was unable to get this abortion. So she was given the option of adoption. She chose an all-white family, and this is a 100% Black woman, chose an all-white family to give her baby to just for the simple fact they sent for her to come all the way to Utah, paid her, pay, are paying her rent, $1,500 a month, so she can leave her children that she was taking care of to come to Utah and just incubate this baby for them. And they're going to give her a stipend and a big settlement after she gives it up. For me, that's that's not a good look because the whole time she's out here, this black woman was talking shit on the black women from Utah, talking about how white we talk and this and that. But you're giving your baby to a whole white family. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to turn into these. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to name call or anything, but these black Republicans that go against the grain. So, like, that's my number one question. Do you, the people that are, say they're not pro-choice, pro-life, against abortion, whatever the case is, do you know what's happening to these women that are unable to get these abortions and who they're giving their children to? Do you think that abortion is, is really a black people issue? No, I mean, not we, at all. Don't, don't, at don't, don't you want more black babies? I'm confused. I, we want more black babies by responsible black parents. Because not all parents are tr created equal. I have a niece and nephew that lie their ass off because their parents don't know how to parent. So, yes, we want more black babies, but who's teaching these black babies? I just don't know if this would be the space to push that because we want as many black children as we could possibly have. We, we normally don't do that around here. We normally don't push abortion. We don't want our babies killed just because somebody's lying or something like that. We want as many black babies to be as born as possible. So then so we, we need really, to get black we, we really resources for these here. parents. And we, I, we I don't push, push that around here. And I'm a pro-choice person. Because I don't want to get too uh, too deep off into it, but yeah, I and I and I get the I get what happens when people when things go can go wrong, but I'm never one to allow the exception to to, to dictate the rule. And we all Thank know you. what it is in the day. Eight out of ten that we, we live every day. Eight out of ten to using it as birth control. But you know, I have no judge. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not. A, I don't care either way. I, honestly, I don't give a damn. I'm tired of my politics. I'm tired of where the resources they 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 are. My taxes. My family's been getting taxed on this land since 1660. I'm tired of my tax resources getting thwarted everywhere else. And all we can talk about is abortion, gay marriage, and immigration. Where's where's this money coming back? That's my politics. And abortion has had the debate for too long. And I and I'm and I'm okay. With people, I, I respect everyone's choice. I don't tell people what they should think. I don't tell people what they shouldn't think. But when I'm dealing with my politics, meaning the allocation of the resources from the taxes that I pay, I just had to pay the state of California another $800 for my LLC of paperwork. I don't give a damn what people do with their baby. Where's that money coming? Because I live in a city where Mexicans are over here reallocating money because they took USC out of my district where, my, where I grew up. So that's going to be less tax money coming back in mm -hmm. to the area that I love, Crenshaw District. And I'm tired of abortion taking up debate. I don't care about none of that. I, like, when it comes to that, people do what they do. But where is this money going? And that's why we have this talk right now about the Georgia debate. That's why our political, single political issue in my spaces is, 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 is reparations. 
And if it doesn't lead back to any tangible resources back to us, it's nothing for me to talk about when it comes to these candidates. So uh, next up was Sir Charles. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, thanks. Uh, I'm from South Carolina, born and raised, but I've been in Atlanta, Georgia for about three years now. Uh, started a debate, and I just echo the same thing you guys have already said, but I thought it was interesting that Warnock was the one that, you know, challenged uh, Walker, and uh, like you guys have been saying, he, he really didn't answer any of the questions, so that was pretty disappointing. But uh, the question I have for you guys is um, if Walker were to win and – Trump, uh, you know, he's a Trump back candidate. If Trump doesn't win, how do you guys think Walker would perform? Um, the same way he's gonna perform. Yeah, uh, rubber. He's gonna be rubber stamp. He's gonna be a rubber stamp for Trump. If if Biden wins, he's gonna say no to everything. And and here's my my take on it. Uh, whether Trump is in or not, whether Biden's in or not, I actually think there's energy, there's a lesson to be learned. I think enough people are angry at you putting up dumb and dumber, two idiot black men, one that is bald-headed that doesn't like women and one that has a fade, a Frankenstein fade top that does like women. Uh, they're both dumb and neither one is for reparations or our people being free. I hope that people down in Georgia in fact, if you watch the debate, they got something wrong. They said that the state of Georgia had 11 million people. The state of Georgia has 13 million or more people. Uh, they didn't even get the numbers right. Uh, there are as many as five or more million black folks in the state of Georgia. We really need to do a census and find out how many there are, and we need to take over the state. Black people have less representation in the state of Georgia today than what they had during Reconstruction. Reconstruction. There's no excuse. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There is no excuse. Did Dr. Trump go into the Matrix or is that me? No, I think he went into the Matrix. Okay, let's get to the next person then why he's in the Matrix. Um, I think it's Ascension, maybe. Yeah. Good afternoon. Uh I'm Jamaican. Uh grew up in England and Canada. I am a member of the diaspora that recommend, uh, recognizes fundamentally uh, that the FBA um, population that survived the hellholes hell of American slavery uh, are the sole persons or the sole party or community that deserve reparations. I recognize that the FBA are the vanguard of um of uh of black culture worldwide and 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 um and that you are basically the leaders of world culture and the creators of american culture thereby by extension um the bleeding edge of world culture uh just to get that out of the way the thing that i i, I watched i watched the i watched the debate and um the thing that really shocked me and set off warning bells for me was when uh, Mr. Warnock equated a vote to a prayer. And what that said to me was that the black church, not only in America, but worldwide, um, the time has come for a fundamental reckoning and a realization that the black church worldwide has laid down um, at the altar of white supremacy. Because if you if you just uh, you know extenuate extend that that metaphor, 
then who is God in that picture? Who is God in that picture? And if you can't challenge the political system based on a belief that you say you hold most dear and are willing to die for, supposedly, um, and you recognize something else or you put something else in the place of that God, then, then you've committed idolatry. And I would suggest that uh, the black church, not only in America, but worldwide, uh, in the island of Jamaica, where I'm from, and in Europe and South America, is fundamentally guilty of the sin of idolatry, which was the first, uh, if I believe, the first commandment. And this is the thing that disturbs me the most, the reason why there's so much fear that exists. I've heard Dr. I discovered uh, Dr. Randy Short last week, listening to Tariq broadcast that he was a breath of fresh air for me. Uh, we're afraid. We're afraid as uh, a lot of us aren't, but most of us are. And we have to reckon with this. Whether you believe in homosexuality or abortion or not, if you're a member of the Christian church and you uphold this book and, it, and it's the thing that you live by, then you cannot uh, support many of the programs that the Democratic Party is upholding. It's a fundamental contradiction. And with regards to the abortion thing, we don't want to get too deep into that, but we win elections by numbers. And the Margaret Sanger birthed abortion movement has accomplished its goal and killed more black babies in the last 50 years that could have turned the tide of many of these elections that we're fighting for in various parts of America um, if they were born. So when you say we don't want to get into the abortion, abortion debate, the abortion debate and the killing of these precious black babies are fundamental in terms of the resources that are allocated to the African-American population. Thank you for you uh, allowing me to have my say. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Dr. Short, I just want to know if you have a PayPal address where I could send a contribution because we don't have the ability to send cash PayPal, out in Canada. PayPal is wrandyshort at gmail.com. Thank w you. wrandyshort at gmail.com. Yeah, you lowered. put it in a Thank jumbotron. You. Okay. Um, you put it on the first slide in a jumbotron. All right. But to, but to be clear, when I talk about abortion, look, black people, we have no say in that. Supreme Court, the Supreme Court done made this decision. When it comes down to these abortion, it's something that's handled state by state. And outside of a few states here and there, we don't have the numbers of swinging anyway. It's a political wedge issue. It's a, it's a wedge issue that's thrown up to get people to talk about those things instead of resources. So ever ultimately happens with abortion is always going to be out of our control. We can have our say with it, but let me make something very clear. When it comes to politics, abortion, legal immigration, uh, these type things, these are always thrown out to get people to not talk about what's really what really politics is about. And that's the money. How we divide this uh, pie. Where's the money that I, I can give you motherfuckers in my sales taxes and all these taxes y'all taking out and all these fees? Where's that going? That's what we need to get back to focusing on. Where's the money going? When it comes down to abortion, that is a topic that people will always be split on. You will never come to a consensus on abortion. But let me tell you this. 
if you allow abortion to be the primary reason, your primary issue that you elect someone on, that means all the money that you're putting up is going to go to two rich-ass white people and you ain't getting shit. Because that's all you're talking about is some damn abortion and other shit. My, my thing on abortion is, do I want to see black babies aborted? Hell no. And I would prefer that the person that I'm voting for agrees with my stance on abortion. But if that person say, I want I'm okay. I want I want all the abortions in the world, but black people we cutting you a check tomorrow, then abort motherfucker abort and give me my money. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if we want to stop abortions, put some money in black people's pockets. You, you ain't people black people abort because of economics, because a lot of people can't afford that people. part. If you put some money in my pocket, if my local if, if Maxine Waters is bringing uh industry to South Central LA then it's going to guarantee an employment. Uh, uh, black people will be hired at the same rate that we're represented within that city. And then we get a particular amount of contracts that reflects our representation in the city. And black people from different industries are allowed to build generational wealth. Guess what? The other black people who don't, who aren't the managers, the ones who didn't get those contracts, they mommies and daddies are going to get hired by the people who got those contracts. And they ain't going to need no damn abortion. The government can say abort, 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 abort. But if mommy and daddy are pulling on the annual household income of 160000 a year, they're not going to abort. They're probably going to have 10 kids. And they're going to train those kids because what's going to happen when we get our reparation? They kids are going to be guaranteed employment in these industries equal to the representation in the area that they live in. And they're going to have a check in a, in, a, in a account the day they born because we got our abortions. And we, I mean, we got our reparations and we ain't talking about no damn abortions. And if illegals come, what they going to do, they going to have to come and buy from us because we going to own where we live. So I keep my political conversation stuck on where the fuck is the money? Because the money is going to solve the rest I, of all that shit. I love that. I love that part. You said it 100% accurate. If we get our money, we having all the babies. Okay. I want 10 more. I got one child. I've had an IUD since his birth, okay? If I could afford it, I would have 25, I would have an orphanage Aunt Glodine had 12 kids. John Henry had 15 because he had a whole other family on the side. We ain't going to talk about that. But we had the resource, even though we didn't have the active, because we had our own areas and we had our own, we can, we can afford to take care of it, even though we weren't rich. We ain't got an issue with kids. We got an issue with money. But go ahead. Um, before anybody else goes, uh, Dr. Short is back on oh, his, uh, cool. yeah, as salt ministry is Dr. Short's, uh, shadow. Let account. me get to one of the speakers and then we're going to get back to Dr. Short. Let me, we have, there's two speakers that didn't speak. We have Ray and Jakari. Let those two speak. And then we're going to get right back to Dr. Short. So go ahead, Ray. Go ahead, Ray. I appreciate you. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. I'm going to be really, really brief. This is uh, mostly for the family, but, you know, if Dr. Short can answer that, I'd be great, too. During that debate last night, Warnock would not endorse Joe Biden. What do y'all think that says for the state of the Democratic Party? And I land right there. Ooh. Well, you know why? He, he would look like a fool. If you saw the one thing Herschel Walker did over and over and over again was he kept reminding people that we, we can't stand Joe Biden. He's a spaz. He's a screw up. He comes across as creepy and that he doesn't know how to keep his hands to himself. He's a failure. 
And he just kept beating that drum the whole time. Warnock, everybody's trying to keep Biden away. That's why they're going to take Obama down to Georgia. I mean, they're not sending Biden down there. There may be a riot if Joe Biden shows up. So they're sending Obama. Look, Joe Biden is a failure. He's clearly out of his mind. And basically, you have a corpse. Has this happened before? We had a racist president who's very similar to Biden, whose name is Woodrow Wilson. When he was dying and very sick, his wife was running everything like what I think is happening now. And he's being managed. Wasn't that going on with FDR, too? Nancy yes, Reagan did it for, um, Reagan for, for Ronald Reagan. They've had corpses in the White House. It happened for uh, for Eisenhower, where he was super sick and had the heart attack. When you have people whose health is jacked up, then other people are running things. Warnock knows if he said Biden should run again when the man clearly isn't fit to be anywhere in fact, I wouldn't want him in assisted living because he'd be touching the nurses. This is a man that used to swim naked in front of his female security detail. I mean, he's a very, the family is wicked and depraved, okay? That's just a fact. And he's unpopular. And this is what people are faced with. Look at Herschel Walker. He can say he's going to support Trump. If you said Trump was 100 years old, these whiteies love him. Nobody likes Biden. And a lot of people fear Kamala. So basically, there's no light over there. Nancy Pelosi isn't liked. Schumer isn't liked. They don't have anybody that anyone wants, really. So as a result, you've got Trump, who, no matter what you say, got 70-some-odd million votes, no matter who he pissed off. And there are questions of whether the election was fair. Some people say it was fair. Some say it was not. But what we do know is Trump, who pissed off everybody, got 70-some-odd million votes. And wherever he goes, he pulls a crowd like Michael Jackson when Thriller was on the number one for like 38 weeks in a row. He's popular with a certain segment of people. If, if, if people will risk getting COVID to see Trump, Biden can't even get his own family to come together around. His dogs don't get along. So, yes, sir. I want to drop a quick commercial break. Um, Dr. Short and I will be celebrating the Twitter album next uh, or late, later this week on Twitter. We're doing Twitter 40. We're doing a, I'm doing the whole Twitter 40 series as, as the week goes on. It's just an ashtrays next Sunday night. We're going to play every Thriller song, and I'm going to tell you background and history of every song. Uh, I'm also going to interview uh, one of the background singers on the Thriller album, and she's going to talk about Michael Jackson from her perspective. And Dr. Short, if y'all think he's good with politics, Y'all got to listen to this man break down music also. So that will be. Thank you so very much, Dewan. I'm here back from the grave. This is Michael Jackson. And I just want to say hello to all my fans. They just love all you so much. Don't kill the babies. They're going to buy my records. Okay. So let them live. I just died 58 (laughs) times in 22 seconds. What? This is so great. That thriller's the greatest thing. It was so wonderful. We had a beautiful marriage, Quincy and I, though I found out he tried to get paid once I was off by, you know, the non-FBA doctor. He poisoned me, but I'm still here. So I want everybody to listen to Duan B. He's really cool. He could lose some weight. 
Um, I prefer to drink my drugs instead of smoke them. <laughs> oh, I want to climb a tree, Dewan. We're going to do it again. So I want everybody to show up. Ooh, I feel so good, so inspired. And it just, you know, we're going to get a reparations check. I'm going to get my catalog back from Sony. Sorry, my kids are white. I didn't want them to die young. <laughs> that Dr. Shore sounded like Michael Jackson, but looking like Greg Feeling Games. We gonna yeah we we gonna have a good conversation next week. We gonna be breaking that down because you know we also got along with talking politics and talking about what we need to do to strategize. One of my strong uh, theories is in life is we also got to celebrate our wins because as humans we have a negativity bias. We always remember the trauma, but in order to super to go past the trauma, in order to, in order to rise above whatever we have going on, that don't, we usually think rising above means. Uh, bring making everybody else our friend. No, 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 no. Rising above means re remembering what you did great and expounding upon that and focusing on your greatness because as you focus on your greatness and remember your greatness, you strive towards more greatness and you compare yourself now to your greatness, not with the bottom of the barrel. And the issue of Black America over the last 40 years, we compare ourselves with our thugs and, and, and degenerates and not the best of us. And we have more that that's that that that's doing right and doing great than we have that are degenerates. But we got to focus. Uh, Dr. Short, I'm gonna let you finish. And I'm gonna get to the rest of the people that uh, I want to get to the people who are speaking. Again, if you're speaking, make your comments brief because yes, me and Dr. Short, we are dominating the time of the conversation. We just hear what y'all got to say real quick. We're gonna respond to it, and that's just the kind of the way this room is going tonight. We appreciate y'all. But go ahead, Dr. Short. Yeah, Obama was the devil, and I just would like to do a threesome with Stacey Abrams and Michelle. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't eat the same food as hers, so I'm gonna have to have chef and fix some vegan food. And I don't know, I really love um, Stacey Abrams because I did a commercial for McDonald's for Grimace. They never released it; it's in the vaults. So I'm gonna see if she can dance to it. So. Let's just let the other people speak. That's fine with me. Whoever was next. I'm oh, sorry. I looked at the. I looked. I was looking at the speakers. Like, who the fuck is talking? Like, what the hell is going on? And then, and then it clicked. Doctor Short, you are a nut and a half. A fool. A straight up fool. Y'all know who's next. I think it was Jakari. It was either Jakari or Ascension. It's one of those two. Jakari can go as long as she's not going to talk about killing more black babies. <laughs> okay, so I honestly didn't have anything else to say. I just wanted to, like, if we're going to Actually, say I was this, next, but I'll let her speak. Yeah, I'm just saying I didn't have nothing else to say. My hand wasn't up, so I'm good. But, like, y'all sitting here clowning people for the way they look, and some of y'all don't look too hot yourself. Who clowns you for the way you look, Jakari? Right. Please, please. Not me, but y'all talking about Stacey Abrams and the way she looks and how. Like, oh, she all effed up all the way around. She up here jocking for Stacey Abrams and yeah, jocking yeah. for Black Death of Babies. I mean, girl, get your head out your anus. I mean, really, that is your opinion, and that's fine. But don't come in here projecting that because we pro-life. It's freedom of choice, but it's pro-life. We're on the side of what God said is right. Because if God blessed me to have a life, I'm going to bear it. Understand me? Unless it's rape and incest. Those should be the only two options to negate 
you if you choose to get rid of your life. Other than that, if you lay your ass down to get the feeling and the pleasure, you should bear that child. And, and yeah, if you wanna, ain't financial wanna, able, then that's on that. But back I'm to the you. politics, the one. I'm sorry. I just watchy, I'm, watchy, I'm, I watchy, watchy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, I'm with everybody, but yeah, I, I'm not about to let abortion take over the conversation in this room. I, again, abortion is abortion is taking the last 50 years of our political discussion. It's not going to take two more minutes in my room. And if Yes, I understand I'm not the best looker on earth, but I can't be hurt based on my looks. You can be hurt based off yours or back there, Jakari, because you look like you look you look like yeah, you you look like you walk the streets in India for a slum dog dollar. But uh anyway, um so we, we we're not about we're not about to have a conversation about about abortion. It's not going there. We're keeping it where we're keeping it. If we're gonna talk politics, we're gonna talk about our tangibles. Um, I'm not about to allow abortion to take I've been hearing abortion debate since I was a child. And, and we, as we talk about abortion, my neighborhood was black when we were having these abortion debates, abortion debates. Now my neighbor, then my neighborhood turned Mexican and we still have an abortion debates. Now the neighborhood is turning white and we still have an abortion debates. Fuck abortion. We're talking about other shit right now. So I want to get to Ascension and then we're going to get back to um, what we're talking about. I spoke my piece already. Thank you. I'll move okay. down to listener. All right, thanks. Um, so yeah, Miriam, go ahead. Then we'll get back to Dr. Short. Yes, thank you, Dewan. I'll get back on topic. I'm just saying something has to be addressed, but I know that's not what we're speaking on. You want to address the politics of Georgia and those alike surrounding cities and states that is going through um, issues with the. Um, white supremacy as well as bumper classes like the Hispanics and the Asians. Um, even some of these uh, Afghanistans that we don't or Arab descent people that we don't even talk about and Indian descent people because they too infringes on our neighborhoods and um, they also a lot of these businesses uh, like for instance, allegedly under the Asian establishment, they are often portion. They have the, they are some of the biggest growers of opium and um, of um, poppy seeds, if you will. Them in um, Afghanistan uh, or Iraq, um, they produce big amounts of heroin from there. You got Colombia and then you got Mexico itself. And we um, don't address that enough. And now these people are getting into political realms um, where they are doing damage in Detroit. They're doing damage in certain parts of Illinois, especially Chicago, but even surrounding areas of Illinois. They're doing dam damage in Georgia. They're doing damage in L.A. I mean, like you said, it's city to city and it's actually coast to coast. They are doing a, a, a systematic movement um, as to where they're erasing um, committing genocide, committing um, eminent domain, and all these other things against foundational Black Americans. Amen. And, yes, and um, we don't want to take our eyes off the goals. We don't want to take our ears, our hearts, and our souls away from the front lines that we have to be fighting with and um, fight so many enemies against because then we have to deal with tethers and everything else. Then the damn Kuhn clan class within our own. So I know we can 
do it. We are mighty spiritual people. We're designed to do it because there's no others on earth like us who could do it. Anybody else under these circumstances would have been met their demise and not repopulated a long time ago. We are truly a special breed and we have to keep our eyes on the fact that it starts locally and then it starts through your state and then federally and then throughout the congressional um, electoral um government. So we really do have to form our own, put our resources together, do our research. And it's nothing we can't do because we already have done it. We ran um, black towns, um, black policing, um, militia, and getting back into our forming, even if we have to grow little bitty raised um, um, garden beds in your basement on your windowsills or a little patch in your backyard. Um, that's just, I feel that we need to just make sure we stay grounded and learn how to just study a little bit about living off grid because things, um, like Dr. Short and Dewan B touched upon earlier. Yes, we throw a little bit of comedy in it with a little flavor and sauce because that's what we do as a spiritual people. We always do that, but we never take our minds and our mindset away from that, which we know that we still have to push forward ahead and that staying um, prepared and reactive and conscious on all aspects of the um, of the glass, both looking in and out. And I'll yield the floor. I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you saying that for real, for real because that's what we do without a short night. Look, if I'm going to spend my time doing something, I'm going to have fun while I do it. And if somebody got something funny to say about me, I'm cool with it as long as it's funny. Just make sure it's funny. You know what I mean? Shit. I like laughing. You see, I'm on 5150. You think any nigga on Twitter could say something that's going to hurt my feelings? <laughs> I go back and forth for like the greatest comic on earth on on in front of 200,000 people. Can't nobody hurt my goddamn feelings. This shit is fun. And y'all be ignorant on there, but y'all yeah. bust my sides with a little bit of, you know, with a little bit of truth, but it be on point. It be on point. <laughs> Craig Facts would be on point. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't mind little jonesing in between what we doing. That's how we do as a people, you know. I was on I was on the drums for the first time in a long time last night, improving with a band I've never. I didn't meet any of these people before. I we we, we played our first note together. We we just said nothing more than hi. But the minute we started the music, man, it was such a good foundation of Black American shindig going on in there, juke joint in South Central LA. We even had the great Tashina Arnold from Martin. She came down to South Central in the middle of the hood. And she came down to watch me play. And then she jumped up on that mic and sang her ass off. Man, I mean, I mean, these people that that have that aren't on the R&B charts right now, they wish they could sound like that sister. But that's what we are as a people, man. We come together. No matter what's going on, we may talk some shit. We may not, we may disagree on certain things or whatever. But when it's, when it's time to come together, man, we're going to have some fun. And even when we're talking about some real stuff, we still going to have our fun. People make it seem as if you can separate. No, like Needy Fuller says, the white supremacists make practicing white supremacy fun. Hey, um, Brother Kwan, I have something to ask you. No, and maybe somebody can help me. You know, in my research, you know, if you leave an IUD inside too long, it can get stuck there. 
I, I mean, that's not advisable to have an IUD in the same place for 10 years. That could sterilize somebody. And I've been <laughs> in medical for 15 years. You're 100% right, Dr. Short. That's why women are suffering with uh, cervical cancer and becoming sterile and all that. Keep white people birth control out of your asses. That's all okay, I'm going to say. So, you know, so Sister Merriam, you heard someone said they had an IUD for 10 years. That was too much information. But for somebody that follows that stuff, that could kill you. Mm, and they are health professional. Jesus, help me. Oh, Jesus, keep me near the cross. Oh, hold on. I got to go back to Michael. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. This is so incredible. We have to, you know, save the children, have children. Okay, next question. <laughs> Dr. Short, you're a fool for that, man. And But that's what it is, man. We make... We make sharing information and passing along what's going on politically. We make sure we keep it fun. Where else are you going to get some of the information that Dr. Short gave us today? Some of the some of the perspective that you people in the chat room and the comments came in and made based on what you see going on in your local area. This is where we come together, talk about these things, have a little fun, but we keep it on topic because one 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 issue that we've had here in Black America far too long is everybody gets a chance to speak. And then when somebody comes along and says something, it goes off in that direction and never gets back to the topic of discussion. That's not that I'm going to allow here because when we have something that we're talking about, it's going to be pertinent to what we're talking about. And I want to be very clear because I know, I know how politics works. People have their, people have certain issues that they're 10 toes down about. And I get it. But here, when it comes to abortion, I'm not, for it, but I'm not against people who are against it, but I ain't going to talk about it. I am not for illegal immigration. I, I'm, I'm against I'm against immigration. I'm against a lot. Of, I'm, I'm, I'm against that kind of stuff. You know, when it comes to the LGBTQ thing, at one point I let these Democrats get to me when I was in college, and I was like, okay, it's cool. So what did they get married? And I still ain't tripping on them getting married. Cool, y'all can get married. Fine. But y'all got y'all right to get married now. You, you've you been taken care of politically. Now get the fuck out of my politics and let's get back to the money. Because my focus when it comes to politics is the money. Who's getting the money? And when I see Asians getting money while we're talking about abortion, that's the problem. When I see immigrants getting to come to this country, get Section 8 housing, get guaranteed employment, training, and opportunities open up businesses while we're talking about abortion, that is a problem. And I will not allow this discussion to get turned to none of that nonsense because we got real problems. I worked in the schools. I worked as a child advocate here in L.A. for years. And I was in these schools in South Central L.A. for well over 10 years. And all I got to see is every time I'm, I'm going to these elementary schools, and instead of these elementary schools having adequate books and resources for these children, they had a white line making our babies in the first and second grade, if they deviate from the white line, they get a punishment, turning their little minds for prison, not for being astrophysicists. That's an issue. Our black boys getting stuck in this uh, special ed system, this whole IEP fraudulent system that children who truly have Down syndrome, true children who truly have autism, they got to fight tooth and nail to get an autism diagnosis and get resources that that, that 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 are federally mandated be allocated to them so they can learn in a way that's good for them. But I have black children who got in a fight in the fifth grade 
getting stuck in these non-public schools and they're over here getting the same curriculum every year from the fifth grade through the 10th grade. And this is going on in real life, uh, in real life. And we talking about some damn trans reading schools and all these damn political wedge issues that they throw out, that they throw away. Damn them wedge issues. Let's talk Turkey. Let's talk about what's going on. Let's talk about where this money is going to get uh, allocated. Let's talk about our abortions as the first thing. And then, Everything we gonna get after that, and that's what the conversation I have. I don't take anything personal. I don't take anything if I don't agree with you guys. I don't just I don't I don't take that personal. I respect our disagreement, and because at the end of the day, you had your life too. You got a reason you drawing your conclusions based on the life experiences that you've had. And who am I to say you shouldn't think the way you think? Because I'm not I'm not someone who lived your life experiences. But I am here to say is I'm 10 toes down in mine and I get down how I get down and that's just how it is. And we, we, we do this all and we do it with respect and we do it with love. Dr. Short, I want to get back to what you got to say and then we'll oh, yeah. get to the next speaker. Well, just all I want to say is... I don't know what the... My, I'm, I ain't been looking at the screen, so mods, y'all handle, y'all handle the speakers for me um, and then let me know who's next and all that stuff because I'm not really looking. Okay, y'all know my my posture is fight coons and pork chop feminists, faggots, simps. Just be against traitors and fight anybody else bothering us. And uh, again, um, that was the greatest show on earth to watch two uh, <laughs> ignorant black politicians try to outlie each other for their white handlers. It was sort of like that uh, Spartacus movie. With, with the black man and the white man fighting each other in the gladiator ring, the one. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Look, guys, um, it it doesn't matter what they do. What matters is what we do for ourselves. And um, and just know one thing: the way that the Most High works is He adds and He multiplies. Anything that's adding to us, multiplying us, is of God. Anything that subtracts and divides is of Satan. <laughs> it's of evil. Uh, so anybody promoting anything that diminishes us is working for the enemy. I don't care what they call themselves. I don't care about their sex, their region, their profession. If you're increasing us and you're multiplying us, no matter high or low, you're part of the solution if you are dividing and subtracting from us, physically, spiritually, culturally, economically, politically, you are an enemy. It's a real simple way to look at stuff. Okay, next question, please. Yeah, if, you, if, you in a, if you're down there, you wanna speak, uh, hit, the, hit the request button. The minds will allow you to come on up. The co I keep saying minds. We ain't on YouTube. The co-hosts will get you to come. I'm used to being on YouTube. Shit. Uh, the Twitter space thing. Y'all notice I don't really be in Twitter spaces like that. I, it be too much arguing and shit going on. Niggas arguing about shit. They ain't never going to change their opinions on. So if I ain't going to change my opinions, you ain't going to change your opinions. What the fuck we talking for? That's how I get down. But at the same time, I mean, so this ain't one of them kind of rooms. This is the kind of room that... We want to exchange information. We want to pass information. You got questions. You know what I mean? Ask your questions. 
And I haven't even asked Nikki or E. I want to see what y'all got to say. Y'all got any opinion? Because I'm like, y'all, look, Nick, just even Nikki be over there being quiet and shit, moderating other people's rooms. But these are some, when they when they finally speak, they be having some dope shit to say too. And I love your, 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 your feminine perspective. Because as men, we gotta. I like to always know what the women who have their heads on straight, what you, what they think, because y'all know how this media is. This media only bring the screwball women on TV. I know yes. the women I see on TV. Why well, I see? Why well, I see? I like to. I like to know what the real black women who live in real ass cities dealing with real ass problems uh, got with real ass children. Why well, I see? Why well, I see? Exactly. So Nikki E. Please, I want y'all both to say something about what's going on because y'all y'all got a dope, interesting perspective yourselves. Why see? Why see? I really don't have a lot to say because I've been talking about this for you know like nonstop. I, in all honesty, I just felt like, how do I say this nicely? I feel like they found these aren't. I, I would never just vote for. We're talking about the two candidates. We're talking about Warnock and we're talking about the other guy. The, the other guy, the Coon guy, both of them were Coons to me. I just feel like both of them are just not very smart. I, I don't, I feel like. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't vote for either one of them. I just wouldn't vote um, if, if I have to. Let's say I lived in Georgia and I had to vote Republican to send a message to the Democrats. I maybe would lean that way, but I I just couldn't see myself supporting, like actively supporting either man. Well, what about Grimace? Um, who's Grimace? Stacey Abrams. Oh, see, she's trash. She's just pure <laughs> trash. Everything that comes out of her mouth is a lie. She lied and said that she spoke up and she supported reparations. She never did. Um, she won't win, and you know. Mm going to be on the same stuff that she's been on. I, I don't even think that she's anything for anyone to have to worry well, about. Well, she's got an achievement. I heard she's going to get a Nobel Prize after she gets her gastro. You ain't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so hilarious. Every time I see Stacey Abrams, I hear that song. Here we go. Climbing the stairway to heaven. You know, I actually think about the birth of butt blue. Sorry, I did that. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, 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 it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Dr. Short be saying some shit that make you laugh so goddamn hard you push buttons. <laughs> uh, we we got Juicy, Juicy Genius up in the building. I salute to you and your work, too. I like, I like the way you organize, and I like the way you know, the room, the Juicy Jenkins always has a... I love Juicy. I yeah, love, I love Juicy. Juicy. I It's like, if I go into a room that Nikki or Eve is moderating or a room that Juicy's in, I feel safe because I know, I, I don't, because I don't, I'm not about to, I'm not about to go into a room where people be arguing. And the arguments I hate the most Anytime you, you always got that one uh, black dude that's like, "Hey, brother, know what I'm saying, brother? No, 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 brother." Oh, you, hear oh, you mean you talking about that you, that word I used to be you're talking well, about no, the bastard no, no, no. bitches, the I'm niggas the, that don't got no daddies, that don't have no self control. I, I, I hear that. I'm talking about these brother dudes. Anytime you hear a black dude just keep saying brother, 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 that brother ain't talking about shit. And so when I hear that 
brother, brother, I know to leave the goddamn room because whatever y'all arguing about ain't going to lead to no constructive result. So I, pre- I just want to say I appreciate y'all. You know, as men, sometimes ladies, y'all can hear us talking about these winches and these and these uh, ratchets and these and and. But what's been happening, uh, really over the last ten years, but especially over the last three, the women with their heads on straight have finally, finally been speaking up. But yes, Lord. Why see? Why see? Why see? Why see? Jesus. Before three or four years ago, the, the black women with their heads on straight were always the majority. But y'all just look at them chicks that are, that ain't shit. Running their mouth and y'all just go, mm. <laughs> and if y'all, y'all know how black women do, y'all don't, y'all may not y'all talk amongst each other, but overall, overall, y'all women, black women get that look where they turn their nose up and they just go, uh. Well, now you got black women with their heads on straight to seventy five percent. That you guys are, are not doing that anymore. You actually speaking up. So as black men, I want to say, and I just we want to salute you for regulating the pork chop feminists, and we just thank you all your work and even causing Stud King to fail. I mean, just you see, the more you guys deal with the pork chop feminists, the more we can deal with the faggotist to be the bastard bitches dudes who, you know. I almost feel relieved, you know, that I don't have to fight everybody. Then we can work with the stupid coon, uh, coon and a sausage biscuit Negro, you know, the kind of person, you know, the kind of Negroes who have all the burns because they forget that they've got weed in their hand. It's just really that dumb. (laughs) You know, you see people, their fingernails are all burnt. I mean, (laughs) don't you remember that you had a joint in your hand? The ship was small when you started. Where do you think the flame was going to go? And it's probably the white people's fault when the thing burns them. Anyway, they still got their cell phone building their mama's name. Them kind of niggas. Yes. And on top of that, they get their condoms from Planned Parenthood when those shits break. I mean, the water balloons we played with as kids were better. I mean, but anyway, you know, I'm going to just be quiet. Eve, did you have something you want to say towards it? Yeah, well, I was thinking maybe you were calling us moderators because the black woman moderator on the panel last night, she was pretty thorough. I can, I, I liked how she was, you know, no nonsense. But I was wondering, do they only bring out the no nonsense mods when when it's two niggas going back to back? Because yep. last year or in 2020, um, they just let them go on. And I was looking at my Facebook memories and they had Gwen Eiffel before. Gwen Eiffel died. When Eiffel died, now she was gruesome looking and she liked white women, but she could run a debate. I mean, she, you know, I'm telling you, you, I'm telling you, it's just they had looks that could go on the janitor and the drum. Remember that thing you used to clean the floor with? But she always made certain that the debates were done well. I miss her. I used to serve her and watch with a white girlfriend. This is real talk. Gwen Eiffel was really good. She was good. And you funny you said about that because I did notice that it was like they like the image with two black men on stage. They like the image of, the, of of black women, you know, controlling. But at the same time, right? She was very uh, um, parental with yeah, uh, yeah. With them. She needs to be those. Um, you know what? I know Warnock <laughs> has had some depends in his life. Okay, I know he's had some depends. And, okay, and, I mean, and, I'm, not here, and I, I'm not here to say it's a bad thing. I'm not here to say that at all. You know what I mean? But I was thinking on the imagery and 
because I, I don't I don't think they would allow her to be as forceful if there was a white woman on stage. But she, exactly. you know what, but she, but exactly. she wasn't forceful on Warnock. She was. She did not come at Warnock hard. She dealt. She dealt with uh, basic. She. She. <laughs> well, does she meet? Look, I. I used to work at Roy Rogers. You know, goodness well that he probably got that when he got one of those bonus meals. Okay, <laughs> everybody knows that. You know that thing is fake. She did clown him. But then again, I think that that was some of him always being in the white women. You know, black women don't forgive when these black men get rich and throw all their money at white women. So there was some of that, too. You know, since you're too good for black women, I'm going to shut your ass down. So, she, you know, because black women be spiteful about that. Had he been a broke Negro, she would have been more understanding. <laughs> but, you know, rich dude didn't have a white woman and people be still messing around. So, you know, there's some of that, too. You know what the rules are. <laughs> so she was like, you know, and she had to be careful because that dude has multiple personality disorder. It threw him off. He felt like beating up his ex-wife. <laughs> she was, he was listening to her. You could see he was, you know, hearing that black female voice with authority. He was like, you know, who, 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 who that's a, you know, that dude probably hadn't been talked to his sister since before he went off to college and got drowned with the sunshine girls. So, you know, he probably hadn't had a black woman he had to deal with with that much respect in his, in a long time. I thought about this because not only did Herschel Walker play football, I forgot that well, going well into his 40s and early 50s, he still fought MMA and boxing. He was Herschel Walker was still actively fighting as recently as like five years ago. So it shows he's had, he's had a lifetime of, of blows to the head. And the fact that with this guy right here, who's basically been a dub jock his whole life, can stand on the stage with someone who's been groomed for politics and who's a former and actually current black preacher, that right there, to me, just image-wise, was like, you know I me. Mean? It's fun, and I want to tie this point in. It was fun, to, it was funny to watch, it was hilarious, but I did, I just as a black man, I'm like, wow. Well, all those black male geniuses, great men down there in the state of Georgia, this is what we got representing us to the world. But the, that's what, that, well, basically you- You got a Democoon, and you got a Republicoon, that can't that can't that can't tie two words in together because you got a, you got diamond and silk. The causes, but I'm just trying to say, overall, just you know, in 2022, that image right there of black men being on TV was sad. I get where it comes from. I get all the politics around it. I get why it's happening. It's funny to watch, but to see some shit like that. It's like, goddamn, that's but like, it's like diamond and silk. I mean, it's a male diamond and silk. Yeah. You still got two cheap people. I mean, well, think about it. You've got it. It's all you have everywhere. You got clan this hoeing. That's what I call her. Don woman. You've got clowns everywhere. You've got what's her name? Uh, Fraud Reed. She looks like Don Cheadle with the chemical pill and oh, the weed. Sure, I yeah. mean, you just you have all of these uh, gruesome people everywhere. You've got Al Sharpton who looks like he survived HIV. I didn't say he had it, but God, he looks strange. You have all <laughs> these weird persons. You just do. Come on, y'all. I'm just hey, being honest. I do want to say this though. I, I want to salute the family out there. Because y'all really supported uh, my crusade against against Fox Soul. For those, and again, uh, speaking up to the black women out that are out there and the black men, uh, Fox Soul. For those you don't know, they tried that bullshit with me by bringing a trans on the camera and, and didn't let me and Dr. Omar know that we were talking to a trans. So last week they gave me, they called me, and uh, gave me the opportunity to come on and have a follow up show uh, talking about 
what's going on, uh, should trans identify themselves. They ended up not using me because they thought I'd be, they, they, they basically told me that they thought I'd be to a, a lightning rod. They was basically scared of a player. So they brought in one of my boys who's actually more ignorant than I am. And he lit their asses up. And and then when my episode of 5150, when we lit, so when we lit them up, a lot of black women responded to Fox Soul. And I'm telling y'all right now, I heard from people who work in the higher ups at Fox Soul. Fox Soul is uh, on their heels. They mad. They angry. They're frustrated because they tried to pull one with these trans people speaking for black people. And the black women spoke up and was saying, we're not going to allow a trans man to speak for us. And the black men spoke up and saying, you not got you guys aren't going to not be able to identify yourself. So I got a few different people who are, who are work both at KJLH locally here in LA and at Fox Soul. When I saw them yesterday at the Taste of Soul, they told me about the, the, the noise that Cass is making over here on Twitter, Cats are making on YouTube. And although these people are trying it because the grassroots is speaking up, those motherfuckers are afraid. They scared. And it, people was actually coming up to me laughing yesterday. Like, D, you don't know what you got, what you doing to these people up here at Fox. So, but I can't say that. Praise the Lord. Pass the ammunition. Us. And yeah, so Dr. Short, I'm glad, I'm going to let you know that too. Like, with that episode of 5150 I did. Yes, sir. The episode you and I did when we talked about that, that got yes, over 10,000 views. And, yes, sir. And, and my follow-up with Mark Prince, the person that they used, to, the person that they used, and uh, Quan, can you, can you put that up in YouTube, that one? The episode I had with Mark Prince, that that that, that my, my follow-up to Fox Soul's fuckery had twice the views of their actual show that they did on it. So, that's the mm. grassroots. So, I want you guys to know that these, these Twitter spaces, these conversations that we have, they do not go unheard. We have the people at Fox Soul shook right now because of that bullshit they trying. Mm -hmm. And I want to say to everybody that, uh, one, I want to thank Brother Tahir. They made a donation. Thank you. It, it didn't have to be that big. I mean, I've, you know, but I thank Brother Tahir. They were saying, oh, I wish it could be more. Look, it, whatever it is, is what it is. I'm Well, that was an accident, Dr. Short. Go ahead. Keep going, Dr. Short. Keep going. But you deserve whatever the hell it was. But go ahead, Dr. Short. Yeah, it's it's it was a blessing. No, this man has a wife that's sick. So to me, I, I don't want nobody to have anybody be sick. You know, I can't stand crooked, no good naked preachers. That that so I'm not that kind of person. But it thank you. If you don't have it, don't do it. If you do, do it. Bless us. Remember, Brother Dewan needs your subscription on his YouTube channel. And of course, for me, I got my books out. There's another film coming out from the soil with Chef C. I'm in it. The, uh, what's his name? Oh, the Brother Tariq Nasheed is coming out with the American Maroon. I'm in that one, too. And of course, I got my two books. Uh, of course, just look me up. Uh, Please buy a book or whatever as we work, as we do. My Lord, my Lord, thank everybody. I thank you, Sister Eve, Sister Juicy, Sister Nikki, everybody on there. I thank Chef C. I thank Tariq Nasheed. And again, bless, bless folks telling the truth. Trust me, they bother us. I had to switch phones. If y'all notice, I have a different icon. 
I, I keep two or three phone lines because they mess with, they literally attack your phone. They attack your computer. And I'm serious. I, I was just the eve. Group, I'm let you finish, but I see Black Alpha and Juicy down there. Uh, Suit y'all, if if y'all want to speak, uh, request I'll try to hear from you. Black Alpha, um, I love you. To say. Juicy is at an event right now, and she says her background is loud. She may okay. be able to speak, but j just to let you know that she, if she is able to speak, it's going to be noisy in her background. Okay, and all Black right. Alpha, if you can speak, I love, I love to hear your point of view also on this. But go yes, ahead, go ahead, and finish cooking. Not the short. So no, I no, I wasn't cooking. I was just doing a commercial. Yeah, I know how. Definitely blessed Dewan and I, because you know I know we raising hell, and of course I always tell folks, drop me a piece. My research, I always need books and things. I'm at dr randy short, dr r a n d y short. That's the cash app. W randy short at gmail is my email and my zell for PayPal. Uh, so you can hook me up and it doesn't have to be a whole lot. Just we need like every army, we're an information army and people need to understand the greatest weapon of war these days. It's soft is media and propaganda. That's why they bother us. So I have multiple phone lines because they mess with Eve has worked with me just a short time. We are constantly having problems. They do not like what we're doing. They understand, if you know the history of the penny press, maybe I'm going to have to have a conversation about that, Brother Dewan, where we talk about how white folks with their small social media, the penny press brought about the American Revolution. They're very terrified of what we're doing. And uh, so every time you help, it may seem like it's small, but look at what Dewan did to the trans at Fox Live. Fox and those people are having problems. We are shaking things up every bit at a time. I would love your help to continue to raise as much hell as I can. Uh, and so bless me, Dr. Randy Short. Doesn't have to be a whole bunch, but I have a huge following. If everybody put just a teeny piece, it just helps make things work. Um, and Sister Eve and I had a great show with Ray Fontray. We got to bring Ray Fontray in here, who used to work with Betty Wright and Marvin Gaye and Van McCoy. Dewan, you need to have him. He was with Van McCoy and Don Covey, who used to write for Aretha Franklin. Those are the kinds of friends I have. Uh, an elder brother. So anyway, let me stop. Come on, y'all. Let's come back to Georgia and Warnock and... Herschel Walker. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Uh, Warnock would like him if his name was Hershey Walker. But, you know. <laughs> anyway, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Warnock do look like he like he got uh, dookie stains in the sheets. But, he uh, does. <laughs> and, you, and you know what? Hold on. Let me do this. Did y'all hear that Hershey, Pennsylvania listed <laughs> they, they, they listed Stacey Abrams as a domestic terrorist? They're afraid she's going to attack their factory. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, if, if, you, if you knew the Dr. Short and I Man, we have fun when we talk politics, man. We don't take none of this personal, you know. And if you're the kind of person that's that's real sensitive, you got sensitive ears. And hey, I respect mm -hmm. everybody's point of view, but this may not be the place for you. But if you can take a little jiving around with your politics, this is where you want to be. Um, mm -hmm. We got a 
we have we've had a lot going on. We can get me talking about what's going on with Georgia. I do want to open up because next up we got Black Alpha. I, I want to say this, man. Every time I'm in one of Black Alpha spaces, you know, Black Alpha got a way of speaking that make you feel good. You know what I mean? It, it's like when you listen to Black Alpha talk, it feel like no matter what's going on at the end of the day, you know, it, it's like it's, when Black Alpha talk, it's like when you drink that cold glass of water on a hot day. It's going to be all right. You know what I mean? So I want to say I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate your positivity, your information, and, the, and how you and your point of view on things. That's why I want to hear what you got to say. What we talking about? Go ahead, Black Alpha. Hey, peace and respect, man. I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Uh, salute to you, brother Duan. I'm an avid watcher of your, you know, your YouTube channel, family. You know that I'm locked in every single time you air. Must salute to Dr. Randy Short. I follow and learn a lot from both of you, brothers. Salute to uh, both the co-hosts, the two queens that are, you know, um, the co-hosts as well. Uh, everybody's doing a great job. I say this, you know, I want to make this point to everybody. Is you know, I want to piggyback on a couple things that were said. Everybody has a role to play and everybody's playing their role to a degree. I don't care if you got five followers. I don't care if you're on the Internet, you're off the Internet. I don't care what you're doing. We are all a part of this family tree. And without one, no, nobody moves. We got to move collectively as a unit. And that's what I'm proud because this is what I'm seeing going on right now today. Sometimes people put out this division and say, we here, we doing this, we outside, you ain't. It doesn't matter because a lot of people do work behind the scenes. Some people do it in front of the scenes, in front of the camera. It don't matter. As long as you're getting it done, that's the only thing that pays dividends. And that's what I'm appreciate. Now, I was driving down here because I'm in Georgia right now, family. I'm in Savannah. And, you know, I was down here where the debate and stuff was occurring. And there's a lot of things going on. It's really like all eyes on Georgia because you see what they're trying to do to, you know, elaborate on a lot of the points you brothers made is that down here in Georgia, you're starting to see a clean sweep where they're trying to literally send in a lot of infiltrators and they're trying to remove Georgia, you know, uh, in terms of being a black Mecca, a black power. We have a lot of stronghold here and we're doing a lot of powerful things down here in Georgia. And they know that they're very aware of that, you know, and they want to make us, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth class citizens down here because they understand the power of when the people down here get on accord and the people down here get to move it real in a genuine fashion. That little debate or whatever the other night or whatever you want to call it, that was a farce. It was a joke. Uh, those are probably two of the worst candidates I've ever seen. Neither one of them at all spoke to us. So it's more of an onus on us to continue to do it on a black grassroots level. And I want the whole world to know it's all eyes on us. It's all eyes on us. When these politicians are coming out and they're using all of our terminologies to what our brother Dewan B just said, they in our Twitter spaces, they're in our gatherings and they watch it. They look and they learn it. They're terminology thieves. They were never talking about tangibles until we said tangibles. They weren't talking reparations until we said reparations. They're not talking about foundational black Americans until we started saying foundational black Americans. If they had their way, they'd still be saying minority, people of color. They still be saying African-American. They would have all these other terms that are not terms that have been sponsored and sealed and certified by us. That's why I like to say the term certified, certified foundational black American, certified uh, American freedmen, whatever you want to use. As long as the term is showing you there's a difference between the grassroots and the mainstream. Right now, the black grassroots is whooping the mainstream's ass. We wrap in circles around them, straight up rectangles, squares, triangles. We got them against the ropes. They can't deal with us. There used to be a time when the black mainstream with all their money and all their finances and the dominant society giving them butter biscuits with frosting on it and sprinkles and all that shit. They used to be moving things and they would be speaking on behalf of us. Now it's to the point where they have to address what we say. Whatever we say moves and whatever we say goes. Stacey Abrams just put out that whole little statement that she made and she was doing that based upon what we're doing because they see that it's not going. If you guys remember a few years ago, they were saying black girl magic. 
I haven't heard him say black girl magic because our certified sisters put it into that because we understood that that was a farce. That was a play. That was a gimmick. And we put it into that. All the slogans, the yes, we cans and the, all those um, trick bags that they used to reach into. That trick bag is empty. There's really nothing that they got moving right now. And that's because certified foundational black Americans or whatever you want to call it. We are pushing and we are moving. Do not be disparaged. Don't let anybody make you think that we're, you know, uh, back against the ropes. We're moving at a good level. Of course, there's always going to be issues. There's always going to be problems. But we have the wherewithal. We have the pathway on how to solve it and to get it figured out. And I have a lot of pride for that. Like, that's what my brother Dewan B was saying. You know, I always try to approach it from the positive level because I'm going to tell you like this. In this journey, you're going to have to be positive. You're going to have to have a positive approach to one aspect. You're just going to have to because once you start getting defeated, they got you right where they want you. And I'm going to tell you right now, they ain't got us what we want. We out here family tree strong. We're really out here doing it. There's people right here on the East Coast and West Coast. Do I want to be you out there on the West Coast? I'm out here on the East Coast. We got brothers up north, down south. Uh, Dr. Randy Short, we're all here matching notes, finding out the way to do things, finding out how we can operate, how we can function as a family unit strong. The tighter we are, the more afraid they are. The more codified we are, the more afraid they are. So the fact that they got to come to us with these games, it shows y'all that we are pushing in the right movement. We're pushing in the right level. And that's socially, that's politically, that's personally, that's privately. We're getting it done in every corridor and every aspect of society. And we're doing it in a real effervescent fashion and they cannot make us fold. So in terms of the political power that we're getting, let's just keep doing what we do. Let's stay focused. Focus, let's stay laser focused, super sharp, and everything that we get, everything that we aspire to get will come our way. And I salute everybody on this Sunday. I have to get back to things, but you know I had to tap in with you, Brother Dewan B. Much respect to you, Dr. Short. Much respect as always. And everybody stay safe, stay vigilant, stay real. I appreciate you, man. I told you, every time I hear Black Alpha talk, I be hearing that song, Ain't No Stopping Us Now. And, and you know, I got that, I got that word, Dewan. With, with, with like with, 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 with one point, Doctor, that Black Alpha made, I want to expound upon. And I'm gonna get right back to you, Doctor Short. Uh, he made one point as far as the people in there that be in here listening. And I made this point before I lose it. Um, the people that be in here listening, yeah, yes, you will take our verbiage. Yes, you can understand it. You're gonna say things that you're gonna find words that will make our ears buzz. But let me give you a quick little warning. It's like music. You ain't got the funk. For the funk is something you born with. And the, the funk is something that we all feel when we listen to you. And like when we play music, we know the difference between we, when we listen to authentic funk and white funk. The notes are all the same. The, the tempos may be the same. You, they, them white boys can hit every single note perfectly fine and it sound good and it sound together. But it ain't funky because they ain't got the feeling. And that's when y'all talk. We know when y'all Hello? Thomas, I'm on the radio. What's going on? I don't know. It sounds like somebody's phone ringing. Um, but y'all ain't got the feeling. So y'all can keep imitating our words. Y'all can stay in these spaces all y'all want. But y'all ain't got the feeling. And all we need to do is listen to y'all talk for five minutes and know that you ain't the real deal. And I want everybody listening to tap into your feeling. The same feeling we have in our music. The reason why our music translates is because it's the feeling. It's the feeling is the reason why we love Aretha Franklin. The feeling is the reason why we love all of our greats. And that's the same way when it comes to these people speaking. If they if they saying all the right words, but they ain't got the feeling, trust your feeling and go to where you know where the feeling is. Go ahead, Dr. Short. I think Dr. Short's in the Matrix. Uh, no, you... I'm not. A, I'm not in the Matrix. My boss called me. Oh, you know, my, my boss is a professional black woman. You better take that call. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to get my ass kicked. Okay, I, I have good sense, okay? This, oh I, I denounce feminism until it comes down to money. Then I know I know my place, okay? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let me that call you. Can I call you back, boss, please? <laughs> please. Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. thank you. No oh, I'm, I'm not fired. Just, we have permission. Okay. Permission to use his documents. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Oh my, I'm sorry. Don't tell the feminists. I, I'm gonna put a hit out on anybody that tells any feminists that that just happened. All of your guys are gonna get in trouble. <laughs> okay, y'all forget. Oh my God, hold on. I got to do something kind of like hard to like not look like a simp. Anyway, <laughs> no, I, my boss is a good sister. My boss is a good sister, but when they call, I got to take that to one. Um, my boss is a good sister too, and my boss is a black woman. My okay, wife, it, uh, my, my wife is the boss. She tell you, I, it's I, I it's, mean, it's, I mean, it's a it's, it's a lie that I don't work with sisters. It's a lie that we don't we brothers like us don't work with sisters. My boss is a sister. My my publisher and my 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 protector is a sister. Uh, wazi wazi to her too. Now, anyway, Brother Dewan, I was just going to say as we deal with this, that what the brother was saying about Georgia, and I'm saying they're trying to do this all up and down the East Coast, the lady whose voice you just heard, she's the one that's running Dr. Oz's campaign. Dr. Oz is pro-Black, um, and he's better than the crazy one that needs a computer to hear and talk. They're trying to crush black folks in Pennsylvania, snuff out what, what's left of black Philadelphia and black um, Pittsburgh and Harrisburg. And so um, it's we're under attack everywhere on the East Coast. We got to wake up and nope, it's not one party or the other. It's what you can get. We have to get our stuff. You know, my word is MFM, motherfucking money. And yes, I said it on Sunday. And my people be being broke has got me cussing on the Lord's day. And I'll do it every other day, too. We need our money. We need our power. We need our unity. And they are coming for us. By the way, you need to understand that COVID has decimated a huge segment of a population of people that oppress us, whether they say it or not. That's why they're moving all these people in here, because they're afraid we're the second, if not the most important population in this country. They're very much aware of it. That's one of the things I'm asking people to like break down and send me some donations because there are a whole bunch of books out now. In fact, that's what I want to start sharing, where different scholars are talking about the whole cause of the American Revolution is black people, black folks running to Mexico is what caused the Mexican-American War war with the Spanish. We're so pivotal to this country's history and we've been taught that we're marginal and that we're not critical, but we're, we are this country, but without receiving any of the benefits. That's why there's such resistance to us getting what's ours is because we would truly be free. The only real thing that these devils own is our bodies and souls when we let them. We need to be economically and politically free of them. 
and that includes Second Amendment. That's the one thing I will say about Herschel Walker. He wasn't holding off of anybody having guns. We absolutely need as many as we can get. It's going to be rugged the next few years. And on top of that, now that there are millions of people in this country that don't mind killing us, you heard about the white man killing black women in Kansas City and no one doing anything about it. We're going to have to do what used to happen in Georgia and every place in the South. You need what we should call, they used to be called union leagues, where armed black men and black women protected themselves from the police, from the racial terrorists and everybody else. It's going to get rough up in here. And if this economy collapses, if you think these people won't kill, burn, I mean, they don't even report these stories when black folks get killed anymore. You can tell when all of a sudden the story disappears. They don't want us to understand how deeply we're under attack and perception is reality. If they manage your perception of the attack that you're facing and you don't sense it, then you're like the boiling frog. And this is why they will keep Don Woman on television. This is why they have Al Sharp crap on television and all these other people it's to manipulate us or the great pumpkin who blocked me uh rollover martin who <laughs> i'm serious i mean he looks like a pumpkin had an abortion and he survived i mean just really he wake looks up like, people he looks like a black version of cartman on uh, south park <laughs> yes but you know what at least cartman is cool and at least cartman fights for white power I was going to say that actually is a horrible comparison because Kurtman, it speaks up for his people and Roland. Yes, he does. That's what I was saying. What I'm saying. But they whine the same way. People like, come like, man. That's how, that, that's how Roland signed with the Democrats. I want a donation, man. I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right, maybe I'm and yeah, I don't know why Roland there, Martin so why Roland Martin wears ascots. He's so fat you think it's a bib. No one yeah. thinks that it's a style thing, you know what I'm saying? And by the way, you know, Stacey Abrams is so fat, she thought the Golden Gate Bridge were her dentures. I mean, just these people are disgraceful. See, people not yeah. used to that the dozens that that uh that that raw love that we have for for our people dr short that you can just you know drop one on them and you know it's not it's not hate i would love for her to lose two people and then you know she can be healthy well you know what if she the thing is is that i thank god that stacy abrams is fat because if she were like shaped like beyonce all the black men that think with the genitals would be voting for her so the best thing that ever happened to her is that she's fat. It's the same way I had this naked preacher try to come at me for talking about Kamala Harris. And he says, you know, you need to stop judging her. I says, what do you mean judge her? I says, the only thing good about her is that she has been a hoe. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing that you could like about her, honestly. Uh, it's not her intellect. <laughs> I'm telling you. I've seen coat racks, <laughs> hat racks with more brains than she's got. I'm just telling you. I want to say one thing about it. Look, speaking as a fat person, we there's no such thing as fat shaming. If you if you're ashamed of being fat, lose weight. It's that easy. And the other way I look at it is this: we're not just keeping it the fat people. We talked about Wes Moore. He you know he he over there uh, looking like a black Patrick Stewart. We talked about mm -hmm. him. it's not just fat. We're talking about Lori Lightfoot. She looks like 
She's gonna be in Tales from the Crypt uh, eighteen. We it's, it, it's not. Just, Wait a minute, she's a Hobbit from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Jesus, I'm just telling you, precious, precious. Lori Knife, Lori Lori Knife looks like Sam Cassell, former Houston Rocket. So mm. it, you know, and why are we talking about these people? Because let me, I like to make this clear every time. Doctor Short and I agree on this. This is something that we 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 talked about years ago. Black people who take money and notoriety and use that fame and use that power to throw the greater good of black society under the bus does not deserve our respect. I want to make it very clear. We're not just talking about these people because we're here to talk about them. We're talking about people who once they got in control of the levers of power or once they got in front of the camera, to debate to get in control of the levers of power. They don't speak up for us. They speak up for interests that are against us. And they're anti-black in their action. These are the people that we marginalize. And why do we marginalize them? We marginalize them because they marginalize us as a whole. We do not, and I'm going to speak for myself, I'm not one of these black people that think just because that one black person over there won, that's somehow a win for black society. It is only a win. Yes, because you tell them that that it's big It's only muting myself. Oh, hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Dr. Short, my bad. I'm shit. I'm over here. I see someone got their hands up. My bad. I'm gonna get to y'all speakers. I'm over here hitting shit. My bad. Um, but can y'all hear me? Because I know I, I muted my I thought I was talking. We can hear you. I know you dropped the blunt, but yeah. it's okay. And uh, that's disrespectful. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm halfway through my third blunt right now. I was since we- oh well. Oh my God. You know uh, what you were saying, <laughs> brother Dewan is. I want to finish it off, and I'm gonna get right back to you. Then I'm gonna get to them. I just want to say this. That's what. That's what our intention is. We care about black people, not one nigga winning. Go ahead, Doctor Short. What I, and and see what you need to understand that the uh, the lobster and the porterhouse steak that Karen Bass ate can't make me shit. I've got to have the lobster and steak too, or my belly's going to grumble. And we have to stop living through vicariously, feeling good about the ebony set boule people who are living good off the struggle that we all engaged in and they don't share the proceeds. Okay, that trickle-down shit didn't work with Reagan, and it definitely doesn't work with Coons. So, you know, the lobster that you ate will never make me shit. I need a lobster, too. Okay, and we need to understand that there's a lot of stinginess in our community by folk who get the privilege. They're not sharing. They're even giving jobs and stuff to other people. We're being betrayed. If I told you stories and stuff... I, I've seen where a certain type of black would hand something to a foreigner or whatever and wouldn't consider it going to a black. In fact, I'll give an example. There's a half-breed professor who's dead. When he died, I said he died from black self-hatred. He's a black historian uh, who was at Harvard. And the way they set it up, they had this library, a special collection on black books. Really, I mean... I'm very familiar. I'm I'm in the books. And they made certain that people who were Chinese that couldn't even speak English got the work study jobs to manage the black book collection. 
How the fuck is that possible? I mean, I mean, I'm thinking I had to go out and get something stupid, and yet I'm at one of the best schools in the country, and I get bypassed by a Chinese person that doesn't speak English, that hates black people. I mean, I have a, a degree in this, and I couldn't be considered. And it was a black person who's half white who gave it to the Chinese. And I'm like, wow. And there's nowhere to go. That's just the way it is. The injustices I see that these illegals get money to cut the grass and all this other kind of stuff. And, and they get trucks and all of that. And the black folks use their own lawnmowers and they get procurement. These illegals can cut fruit and sell water and the police won't bother them. They've arrested black youth for selling water, getting mad if they rob people. But if they try to do something constructive, beat them up and throw them in jail right here in D.C. And this is that's this is, this is sell out boule trash doing this giving stuff to other people. Uh, if I told you just all of my life, I'll give you, there's a thing called the Children's Defense Fund, started by a black woman named Marion Wright Edelman, who's still alive. She called me to work for her when I was a student at Harvard. And I was like, cool, I'll get a job. I can make a difference in my community, be a concerned black man, concerned about black children and youth and black mothers. I actually do give a damn. And I'm talking about 1989, 1990, right? So, wow, I'd be doing stuff, policy. I can make an impact, make my degree, serve my community. But this lady had hired a bunch of whites under her who made certain that black people couldn't get in to these institutions. So this woman had gotten funding to do stuff to help in particular black folks and between the white racist and the black feminist, I didn't even get an, I didn't really get an interview. I got blocked. I would just happen to look the other day to look at the board of the children's defense fund and there wasn't one black American on the board, not one. So a black lady working in Mississippi creates something and then it ends up in the hands of Asians and Latins and everybody else. It started, it started with, that started with me getting screwed back in 1991. And what I'm thinking a Harvard degree counts for something. The head of the corporation wanted me that should have counted for something, but it didn't. And this is what's happening in this generations. That's 30 years ago, how we systematically purge and oftentimes boomer coons or kumbaya coons or people of color coons. They create they cut the rungs off the ladder so other generations can't climb it. The immigrants, the illegals, and other people are not like this. Okay? I can do, I can spend hours telling you how things were denied to people I saw that, that, that they deserve, that they should have had a shot at. And oftentimes it's a, a black person that's a kumbaya who worships tethers and they hate FBA kids. I see it. I've worked as an educator. This this is criminal. 
we have to stop this even when it's when we're the majority of the taxpayers in certain places. We get nothing out of it. Everything goes to everybody else. This is a decision for racial suicide and for our extermination being made by people who grin at us, who go to church, who know better. Until we kick their asses, we're in trouble. I challenge you because a whole bunch of black folks don't like history. You need to study white folks' history. You need to study what happened just before the American Revolution, how when they got on code that black people weren't going to get free and that they were going to wipe out the aborigines and they were going to take the eastern part of this continent, that anybody that didn't get on code caught hell. We have to start punishing people like Stacey Abrams, punishing and even punishing folks that think that abortion is cool and that that, you know, killing a black baby is better than the baby being adopted. I mean, where the hell does that logic come from? We'll talk I want to I'm going to I'm not going to be here too, too much longer. So we got two more people that we're going to take. Please, please, please. Make your comments brief. We're not gonna, we, I don't want to do any more long-form comments. So I want you to ask uh, Dr. Short a question or me a question. Or make a brief, brief comment. And we'll I be, see Sister Sean. Yeah, we're going to get to uh, April. April, Shar was, April was here first. So we're going to get to her. Uh, just make sure you keep your comments brief or uh, your question brief. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to wind this room down pretty soon. But go ahead, April. You're first. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, first, um, thank you, family, for allowing me to speak. Uh, peace, power, and reparations to the people. I am going to um, go ahead and yield to Sister Sean, and I'll follow up behind her. I don't have a question. I just have a statement as a Georgia constituent. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, first, um, thank you, family, for allowing me to speak. Uh, peace, power, and reparations to the people. I am going to um, go ahead and yield to Sister Sean, and I'll I think Dr. Short is in the matrix, but also behind. No, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm fine. My, my, my other line started working suddenly. Oh, I apologize. Oh, okay, I see it. I see. Okay. I see you're in the room as a listener, too. Got you. Okay, okay. So go ahead. To, I think it's uh, Sister Sean. Make your comment brief, and then we're going to get We have two more. We have three more speakers. I think the, the speakers that just came in, we're going to make them the last ones in the room. Uh, no more speakers after them. But go ahead, uh, Sister Sean. Okay, uh, thank you. Peace, power, and reparations. I wish I would have caught you earlier. Um, but I, I just have some statements. Um, uh, love to Dr. Short, and thank you, April. Um, that was very gracious to yield some time. But what I want to tell the, the audience is that let's not also forget that the very architecture here in Washington, D.C., for the African American Museum, uh, that contract was given to a Chinese person. And so was the Martin Luther King statue. Yeah. And we we don't understand that. And so what we were, there was there was some dust up around that. And, and we did try to speak against it, but we didn't have enough force. So how in the hell do you have a whole African-American museum? And you mean to tell me you can't find a damn architecture, an FBA architecture, a Friedman architecture to design it? When we designed, you know, all of pretty much Washington, D.C., I mean, damn, even go to Africa to find an architecture, if, 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 if anything. Why did you have to go to China? That's number one. And I want to kind of wrap up with uh, our host, Duan B., was saying, when we talk about um, the, uh, the Chicago, when we talk about Lightfoot, no, it's not because of 
uh, uh, trying to marginalize, marginalize or demean them. They've tried to marginalize and demean us. All right. So we're not going to be shamed in that because these people are Lightfoot in particular. And a lot of them, they are partaking in not only gentrification, they are partaking in genocide, economic genocide. And they're setting us up for annihilation in our own country because they are siding with these immigrants and illegals and they are undermining us. What does that mean? That is financial genocide and annihilation. That's what it is, that you are no longer relevant. So what happens when you're no longer relevant? Look at to how the Holocaust started. When you are considered demonized and no harm, it's all a part of a model. If you're useless, and if you're useless, then you're your fodder, your fodder to kill, to abuse, and, and to victimize. And, and to promote to deviance Lightfoot. and prostitution Lightfoot. and all of that filth. All of the filth. But here's what a lot of people don't know that I actually just learned. So I'm showing, I'm sharing. Lightfoot invoked Latino gangs. He, they, she deputized them in the city of Chicago under the George Floyd protests. And I learned that from our sister P. Ray. P. Ray is a, she's a soldier and she's up there in Chicago. I never knew that. This woman actually deputized, I think they were called the Latin Kings or something. The Latin the Kings and they attacked black women and children. That little Latino boy that the cops shot had been shooting black women and children. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I'll yield. I mean, I'll yield. But the people got to know what's going down in the Chicago. I didn't know it, so I know you guys don't know it. She deputized the Latino gangs. Now we got this issue where, issue in L.A. with the L.A. City Council members. So they have shown their ass. So we have to give them our ass to kiss and our land. That's real talk. I appreciate you, Sister Sean, always. Um, next up was... Uh, uh, was it T-Way? Or uh, April Shaw, did you want to speak now? Yeah, it was April yeah. after Sister yeah. Sean. But April, okay. before you go, can I say something about what Sister Sean said real quick? Go ahead, Eve. Um, I just was thinking about how during uh, during the Row Row 2020, uh, Lightfoot basically shut down all the basketball courts. But I don't, I don't think she shut down the soccer fields or if she was you know, closing the grassy areas where people play soccer. And I think she was boarding up the basketball courts. Well, it's the same way. You can go to any Home Depot. You see Latino men, 100 men deep. They park illegally. They wouldn't have let two or three black men. I, the, the police would show up and tell you to move. Um, we're being erased. And many times we're being erased by black Democrat elected officials and, and appointees. And I see it everywhere. And it's time. And it's time again. But you know what? Those same people push two things. They push LGBTQ, they push illegals, and they push abortion. And so whenever I hear anyone, I'm sorry, I hear abortion, that's basically they mean kill black babies. They're not trying to kill anybody's kids. People can come to this country, illegals bring kids. We've got thousands of children, black abused. No one says anything about them, never adopted. A few thousand come here illegally, having sex with each other in hotels that our taxes are paid for, and everyone's complaining about their conditions. This has been allowed. We have to rebel against them, and I thank you, Sister Eve. I thank you, Sister Sean, Sister Juicy, Sister Mariam. 
It is a lot of hiding behind no good, pork chopped feminist black women Democrats. And I beg you, my sisters, please tear them down because when we men speak out against it, we're called anti anti woman. We're sexist. We're gay. Whatever. We can't even. Do, it's you know. It's interesting. Everybody gets to talk about folks except for black men. That's why I speak as I do. Go ahead, next person. I'm sorry. We'll talk to the show. That's why we speak as we do. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm not gonna be silenced. And I'm not gonna let let nobody tell me what I can't do because I every time I as long as I got turned on TV and watch two men kissing. On every damn TV commercial, they don't give a damn about my feelings. That shit makes me gag. And I have no issues with LGBTQ. But when I had a thought of two men bumping skin, that shit, I'm straight. That, that, that's weird to me. But I, again, and I can, and that, can, and that can be weird to me, and I still respect you for what you do. You know what I mean? So, But y'all don't respect my sensibility, so I don't give a, give a damn about yours. When I see black people that are running for office and they talk about immigration, and they ignore homelessness here locally. I don't give about. I just don't care about you enough to care about how whatever I have to say lands, uh, because the decisions you're making are affecting me economically. But I do want to get it, keep it moving, because we about to close the room out. I'm not taking any more requests. We're gonna get to the last two people who are in here uh, who have their hands up, and then we're gonna close the room out. So, I, Eve, Nick, you, whichever one you said was next, they next, and then go ahead. I got a quick question. Why make me? Uh, you can be the last, uh, the last speaker. But I have a quick one. Go ahead. Now, Dr. Short, do you have any aspiration, or could we convince you to run for office, or have you had any kind of contemplation of that? Oh God, I, political, I don't think political, political I, aspiration. Yeah. You know, I would rather be where Karl Rove is versus being the candidate. It's no fun. Uh, having run one time, it was awful because uh, I would rather be part of a think tank or a movement where one works in that sense. Uh, politics, like a lot of things that are public oriented, are a prison. If I want to pick my booty, I don't want to see it on the front page of the newspaper. Or if I call someone a bitch, which I'm likely to do, I'm, I'm not going to want to apologize about it. The politics is very petty. I would almost like to get with someone or persons like what I see Sister Teslin doing, working with people. So I've worked on political campaigns since I was a teenager. I don't necessarily want to do that. I'm not saying I couldn't. I would rather be one of the people that works with the politician than having to be the person in the seat. If you know anything about public life, and I do as a preacher's kid, a lot of people have no idea how crazy public life is, how intrusive, what you have to give up. I think some of us have already given things up. I would rather work towards having institutions that are power bases. The people who are Jewish that have APAC and the American Jewish Congress and the presence of major Jewish organizations have more power than anybody that gets elected. What black people need are sovereign powerful institutions that cannot are not dependent on a fickle public. If you knew how fickle black people were, how you have to beg people to come out and vote and pray that they do it, that's really too chancy. 
The kind of power that we need is something that's there 24-7 that you can't vote away. And on a rainy day, it'll still be there. Are you understanding me? This is what would make more sense for someone like me. For per persons who have done and said fewer things that would create problems, it may be better for them to run. Because, you know, when I say I hate feminism, and I do, do you know what they would do with that in the newspaper? And they'd find some way he hates women. I've never hit a woman in my life. I've been hit by women. I've. It wouldn't matter if you understand anything. If you know how our people still watch CNN and MSNBC, people who hate our guts, they're black folks who go to our enemies for information on us. That's very difficult for a person to be a black politician right at this present time. If we had something like what Harold Washington had in the 80s that put him in as mayor of Chicago, where black people came together and got behind a candidate versus having to run and you end up having to sell your soul to white people to get to be in office to help black folks and black folks don't pay attention once the election is over. That's a terrible, no one in their right mind, the way we are functioning as a group, would really want to be in public life because you get there, you're outvoted, you're outnumbered, you don't have the support, you end up being a coon under the circumstances that we haven't developed the infrastructure to make certain that those persons that get elected represent us and they don't have to sell their souls. We need to work on that versus looking. I'm glad. Yes, sir. For it because at the end of the day, and I'm gonna get to you last, uh, Marcus. I'm gonna get to you next. You're the last person that's gonna comment. Um, we, but it's, that's what it comes down to. I'm glad this this question was asked because sometimes I know I, know, I just notice that us as a people <clears throat> will ask the people that we see our front to run. But in order for people, to, for uh, our people to run and be successful, we have to be willing to see things through. And it's, it, remember, a, a candidate is only as good as his as his, as his team. And it's only going to be one person that runs, but you need your people who are communication specialists. You need your strategists. You need the people that can help you raise money. You need a whole organization. So what we need to do is, as a people, mo most of us that you hear talking vocally, we've already said far too much to ever be considered seriously politically. And they, all they got to do is go back to my Twitter five minutes, and I'm going to have something that's going to make me unelectable. So all they got to go is Dr. Randy Shorts, anyone in his broadcast. The thing is to get ourselves organized business-wise and on a code and with an agenda. We need the people that's going to be around them. You need the people that's going to put pressure. So what we need to do is be the people who, once they are in office, be the people who put pressure on what it is. Like what Dr. Claude Anderson says, is it's about, about organizing and having an agenda and the money to put uh, your agenda on the map. If we ain't got the money to put our agenda on the map the way we want and to rally behind somebody, that person is going to go off to the first sole person. So we have a so we have so much business to take care of, along with running uh, than we have it <clears throat> right now to, in order to make our candidates successful. But in the meantime, the candidates that we do have, we just got to make sure that we do all of, we take all of our energy to put something on it. I made sure to put some money on Greg uh, Marcel Dixon's campaign and, and retweet what he had to say. And anybody who's down south or anywhere where I don't live that has an agenda. Because white folks, they don't, even though we say vote locally and everything, I don't really have, I got Stephen Bradford here in Gardena, and he's the one pushing the California reparations. So I got the person that, that sponsors the bill here in my district. And I, and I definitely have his number in my cell phone. But for those of us 
who aren't in position, who have said too many things to uh, vote, make sure you pe- keep the people in your local elections uh, accountable. But when you see a black person running locally, nationally, still donate. Because a lot of these local elections, a lot of the big money that's coming in in local elections nationwide come from out of state. So that's you know that that's something that we got we got to do. We got to focus on those who are out there doing everything we can to resource those people with whatever way we can, even if it's just a retweet or a two dollar cash app. Um, I want to get to Marcus, and then we um, then I'm gonna let Donald Short close it out. Go ahead, Marcus. Yes, uh, thank you, thank you for putting me on, uh, Brother Dewan B. Um, and you happen to be in my home city, so shout out. Let me tell you, when it comes down to all of these different conditions that we've been put through, everything that we've been denied, let that be the one thing that drives us with determination and boldness, knowing that we've been disrespected all this time long. We've been disrespected. Laws have been broken in order, continually broken, for more than a century in order for them to get equity off of what our ancestors did and off of what our grandparents and great-grandparents did because it didn't stop and it never will until we get on code and earn our respect amongst each other and demand our respect from them. That's what I'll say as far as that goes. And uh, I like some of that information on Brother Down There uh, and Gardena. I'll have my plan on that. As I appreciate that, man. Yeah, um, Stephen Bradford. Now, he's somebody else I don't necessarily trust either. Because I, I remember one time I saw we were at the Gardena Jazz Festival, me and my wife. And it was like a scene from one of those. Remember those 90s movies? Where the, or those 90s sitcoms? Where the dude is going around and he's saying hi to everybody, but the minute somebody, they, everyone turns their head away, they check in the shit out the assistant. Again, don't be a menace when Lester Berry was preaching. And then he was like, man, go in there and get that money. And then put the fake smile on. I had a situation happen like that with Stephen Bradford. He was walking through, had a cigar in his mouth, and he was shaking everybody's hand. And he has that black voice where he talks like this. And uh, how's this residence in the Guardian Jazz Festival doing? Yeah. And then. The minute he didn't see nobody looking, me and the wife right behind him, he don't see us. He went to his assistant, and he told his assistant, man, if you don't get these niggas away from me, man, I'm trying to hurry to get to my motherfucking car. And then he turned around and saw us and was like, hey, there, how's it going there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, forget that. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you, you don't get like that. But he's somebody who, this reparations task force thing that, that is going on, he's part of the sponsors. He's one of the sponsors of that. And he's also one of the sponsors of of, of black of, of police officers losing their qualified immunity. But go ahead, Marcus. Yes, I'll say this. As far as politicians go, I mean, first of all, if we don't know them or if we see off-character, off-code activity, then that red flag needs to be understood and we need to make sure that we move away from that. You know what I'm saying? What you just said right now is a big deal. Because we have a lot of politicians that get out there and maybe they had a good notion to begin with, but then they tap into their money sources and their paymasters and they start 
going and heeding special interests that are paying them money to do so. They start building their mansions and getting their own reparations. We don't have time for that. So from here on out, we're checking that because they're disrespecting us and playing into a system of white supremacy that has continually kept us down in this country. And we need to do that. That's what we have to do. And as far as broadcasting signals of those that speak the truth, Dr. Short, you know, whether it's Tariq Nasheed, whether it's Dr. Uh, uh, Professor Black Truth, Jason Black, any of those and more, we need to boost that signal. And not only boost that signal, boost that signal in how we deal with one another. Talking about you know, just going out to eat. You you might want to go get something quick to eat. Search for a black establishment. Check them out. You know what I'm saying? Because if we don't, who else will? All right, I'll let my plan with that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to thank everybody that spoke. You know, that's that's what it comes down to is uh, us as people. Um, we got to make sure that we, we, you know, we rally around those who are doing it and those who are doing it the right way. We got to make sure that we play all play our part because on the team, the superstars, the people that you see up front, they're only as good as the supporting staff. They're a band. I don't care how great Whitney Houston is, was as a singer. I don't care how great Michael Jackson was as a performer. If the drummer's not playing in time, if the bass player, if the bass and the drums aren't locked in, if the keyboard player isn't hitting the notes and they're, they're, they're hitting the wrong notes, hell, the band could be perfect, the singer can be perfect, but if the audio engineer ain't getting the mix right, it's going to be off. It takes everybody. You can have the band, you can have the engineer, but if the roadies aren't there to set the stage up, it ain't happening. If the bus drivers ain't there to, 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 to drive the roadies, it ain't happening. If the plane engineer isn't there to fix the planes, and to make sure that the tires are good and the gas is filled up at the airport, the lead singer ain't getting to that city. So it literally takes everybody. And we got to stop focusing. And the one thing we got to stop focusing on as people, as these, we like, we like big ass shows. We always want somebody, we always want some big old movement, a big old one thing to happen. And I'm so glad I didn't have anybody that made it a comment in this room today bring up none of that flow show and high side shit. So I ain't talking about nobody that spoke today. Because thank God we didn't get none of those comments today. But the, we all we, we overall know how it is. Black folks always want to show. What we need to do is come together and create an organization and show them. Man, people who are real G's move in silence. You dig what I'm saying? So the only thing you need to show is show your monkey ass up where you got your talent. That's the only thing you need to show. If your talent is retweeting, then retweet your ass off. If your talent is, is is screen recording what we talk about? Salute to Michael Wharton down in there. If your if your thing is that we can't reproduce this stuff without that brother and what he does, we can't do this stuff without Nikki, Nikki, and Eve. Like they be having dope bad shit to say themselves, but they are really good at documenting what's going on. Everybody got a role, and we 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 gotta always make sure that whatever your role is, you play it, and you play it well. Because I, when I'm when I'm when I'm coaching basketball, let me tell you something. I don't give a damn how good my two best players are. If my shooters that I put in the corners 
if they're not hitting their shots, you know what the other team gonna do? They're gonna sag off them teammates and they're gonna double team and triple team my stars. And when my stars are double teamed and triple team and the rest of the team they ain't hitting their shots, I'm going to lose the game. So it's not about focusing on the stars. It's about when a ball is thrown your way, getting your feet set and hitting the shot. And that's all that's all it's about. Dr. Short, I want you to go ahead and say what you have to say uh, to close it out. If you still there. Dr. Short's been having some uh, phone issues. He's been getting kicked out and kicked back on. I don't think I don't think Dr. Short is there. But it's it, but even in the same way in music, sometimes you listen to a song, sometimes your part is just playing one little keyboard lick. And that one little lick is all you play the whole song. Uh, if you don't play that keyboard lick, the song ain't going to sound right. And remember, this whole, this whole thing that we do in life is a song. This whole politics is a song. It's all music. Everything is music. And music tells you, you have to, one, come together and play your part. But two, in order for the song to work, you got to be able to resolve all chords. And that's why when it comes down to it, there's certain people you can't resolve things with. And that's fine. You split from them people and you stand 10 toes, you stand 10 toes down in your point of view. They can stand ten toes down their point of view, and made the best made the best point of view, made the point of view that's going to work for the greater good of everyone. Let the people decide which side is going to work out, and then that's how we're going to do it. The point of view over here is reparations. The point of view over here is no good niggas that that, that want black votes and, and run on being black but don't do anything for black people. They can go to hell, and so can they all their mamas. We don't give a shit. We mad at her for shitting you out. Because she didn't give you any morals and ethics when she did that, so we're not here. We're we not. We, we that's that's our point of view over here. And if other people have a different point of view, that's fine. But we're not here to debate and argue over points of views. We're just here to share our point of view, and that can hopefully get us out this bullshit that we in. Uh, Eve, Nikki, any of y'all want to say something? I'm trying to buy some time for Doctor Short to come back. Uh, but the, the one of y'all want to say something? I just want to say thank you for having this space. Thank you, Eve. Thank you, um, Dr. Short, everybody, Dwambi, everybody who came and spoke, everyone who didn't speak. And I look forward to your lovely spaces going forward. I appreciate that. Dr. Short and I will be having a space next week on Thrillers, celebrating Michael Jackson. We're going to be a little more calm tone in that one. And we're going to definitely want y'all to participate in that. Go ahead, Eve. It's definitely not going to be calm. You already heard that man's Michael. I don't even know. They kicked him off the spate just off of principles because he, he just brings the heat. It's always fire when Dr. Short comes through. And you never know what he's going to say, but you know it's going to be real and you know it's going to make people uncomfortable. And that's why I appreciate his contributions. And thank you for the space and thank you for... You know, allow me to co-host with Nikki. That was fun times. Um, we should do it again, definitely. I appreciate that. And I, I know I kept y'all on here longer than you usually. Usually I don't like my spaces to go all day, so I, I expect everybody else's time, but I hope y'all got something out of it. Yes, I will be doing Incense and Ashtrays tonight. We're going to do uh, uh, Soulful Sundays. Because, you know, we had our Twitter space. We talked our politics. But, hell, black people, we got to understand music is our meditation. You know what I mean? Music is what we use to de-stress and decompress. You can't get so caught up in the bullshit that the bullshit consumes you. You got to be in control of the bullshit. But if you're in the mud, if you're in the muck all day, 
and you allow it to consume you, you know, you're not you're not going to be in good position uh, to work things into your favor. So I always bring in the music and integrate the music to everything that I do because we all need personal time to de-stress and decompress and get the bullshit out of our minds. So instance and ashtrays, mixtile.com slash Dewan B is where you can find me on the live. Um, my Patreon, they get the first, when I, when I do release it public, they get it first uh, on the replay. And then after that, it, it all gets put up on, on my uh, Google, I mean, I, on, on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. But so I thank y'all again. Um, and remember, there are no perfect messengers, only perfect messages for those who are willing to pick up the game. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. We out.